Welcome, welcome, welcome to uh, the big week in gaming podcast. And yes, yes, it has been a big week in gaming. I'm into golf for episode 22 for Sunday, the 13th of December, 2020. As always, I'm joined by the number one contender in the world for the best Xbox RPG player, Swinney. Hello. And Mike, our next-gen gamer who doesn't play his next-gen console, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. It has been a massive week in gaming. <laughs> and we're uh, just recovering from our reaction <laughs> to the entire 2020 Game Awards. We'll also be covering... And my erection. <laughs> the Mass Effect reveal that we, was already revealed, but we saw the trailer. Uh, and then some early Cyberpunk 2077 thoughts... Reviews, impressions, how it's landing after eight years after it's been announced. Swinney, I think before we start, you have some corrections. Yeah, so a big one. So la- last week was very shameful for me. Um, Extremely I'm- shame. I need the I need the soundboard. Shame. 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 Dong, so dong. La- last week, not only did I um, make the very uh, wrong a statement that Mass Effect Andromeda didn't have multiplayer, which got corrected within the show. <laughs> yeah, um, you were devastated about that. I actually had oh. that as a correction for this show because I was that shattered by it. I was that shook by it that I'm like, I'm going to have it for this show. But I wish I had face cam of you because you, you were like literally devastated <gasps> about that. What? No, but what? That's you, know, oh. you know why he screwed it up, though? It's because it's because there were probably no achievements tied to multiplayer. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and it's true. Well, there were, one, there were ones that you could you could get on either single player or multiplayer, but whatever, right? That shook me, but not as much as the actual correction, the first correction this week, is we made a bunch of predictions about some, st- uh, I guess, announcements that might be made at the Game Awards and one of my predictions was the Dragon Age, they would announce that the new, the new Dragon Age would have a multiplayer mode because Dragon Age has never had multiplayer. <laughs> nope. And I was wrong about that as well. Oh. It's 2021. Of course it's got to have oh. multiplayer. So Dragon Age Inquisition, just like Andromeda, also had a multiplayer mode. And that shook me the most, not only because um, it was a prediction of mine, so I had to not only... Um, you know, to bear the shame of that, but I had to rescind and come up with a new prediction. But the fact that I'd done it in the same week that I'd made the Mass Effect <laughs> correction uh, mistakes, so I'm like, oh. So I think yeah. your brain just doesn't want it. It doesn't want to accept the fact that you're going to maybe have to play multiplayer to get all the achievements in that game. <laughs> Why do you think I've never played Destiny? <laughs> so I think you've got like a Bioware. That's, that's the only reason <laughs> he's got a Bioware bias. He just you know Bioware games just not a that bias. familiar with them. A bias wear. Okay. Bias wear. Yeah, that would have been a better part. <laughs> um, and there's just another, it's more so an update, not a mistake we made uh, about a Game Pass edition that we mentioned last week. So Microsoft announced that Gang Beasts, which was originally as a December Game Pass edition, is no longer actually coming in December. So apparently it's still coming later on, but clearly someone, uh, there's some miscommunication there, um, so that's that's not going to be added to Game Pass. Well, I'm so fascinated mm. about what the backstory is behind these things, because that happens quite a lot, and you know, I've called it out a few times on Epic Games, where they'll go, oh, next week we've got this free game, and then it comes to the day before, it's like, oh, actually, that game's not going to be free, it's going to be this game instead. So you just kind of wonder, like, is it, I don't know, like, if they had some, you know, deal, or like, they couldn't get it over the line, or... It just seems really strange to announce things and then go, oh, well, no, not going to happen. Well, 
or one person was talking to Sony about it being a PS Plus game, and the other one was talking to Xbox <laughs> about a Game Pass game. Maybe, um, but yeah. maybe. But I, I, there was one call out. So, other than the corrections, there's one call out I wanted to make is that it took a minute into the show for Mike to make a, a penis joke. I just, just wanted to. Well, just... <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk. What can I say? <clears throat> yeah, and I, 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 I don't, I don't appreciate you leaning into that, Swinney. <laughs> you know, bad phrasing right there, but um, <laughs> I think that's just going to set him off even further. It will. But before before we now. go into your impressions, like like I, we all know that yes, Mike, you've been playing Cyberpunk. Uh, what what else yes. have you been playing, Swinney? So this week um, has I've been playing a lot of different things. Um, mm. Not only for you know just for fun, but also for well, still fun, but for on a very, on a mission to complete those twelve days of true achievements. Christmas oh, yeah, that yeah. we talked about last week. Um, so as part of that Christmas challenge, which I finished last night, which was great. Um, honestly, I will say overall it was probably the easiest year, which. Um, was, oh, you better hope they don't hear that. Oh, it was definitely the easiest year. I think a okay. lot of people would agree. Um, they threw they threw something at the end that was a bit tricky, but in general, it was probably an easy year. But as part of that, I actually finally finished, um, not that it's a long game, I just never finished it, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, which is great. Nice. Nice. Um, I think I was up to like the, literally the last sequence of that game, and I just put it down years mm. ago. Um, played a game I'd always wanted to give a shot, uh, at which was Deadpool, so that was pretty fun. Spent uh, quite a bit of time on playing Deadpool. Forza Horizon Three. What's actually. Deadpool? Wow. I don't even know what Deadpool is. Like what is like based on the uh, the comic IP? Yeah, so uh, High Moon Studios that made the War for Cybertron uh, games, which were great, um, made a Deadpool game released on 360 PS3, and then it got a pretty bad port to um what was at the time next gen consoles and xbox one and ps4 Ooh, um okay so yeah and it, look it's not bad um but yeah it is what it is um def- their wolf cybertron games are definitely uh, way above the quality deadpool but um forza horizon 3 which he, which was pretty cool um played through played that probably for about good three or four hours uh, is that because it's counted as an rpg now or something no i'm <laughs> saying this is part of the games i played as part of this challenge oh, so, the challenge yeah and it's just <laughs> that's the really... only reason why you played these games <laughs> no so i actually own forza horizon 3 um yeah, I did, it wasn't just because well. it was uh like in game pass i actually bought it years ago because it's set in australia so yeah. Um, so and it's, it's a just, good game. It's just so bizarre driving from Surface Paradise to Twelve Apostles in like a minute. It's just yeah, really, really cool. funny. <laughs> and you can't um, buy it anymore. Like you can you get a physical copy, correct. but you can't buy it digitally anymore. Correct. Mm. Um, so that that was pretty fun. Uh, also played through most of Grim Fandango and quite a bit of Day of the Tentacle as well as part of that challenge, which I'd already uh, started. I uh, love those games. But outside of that. A lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, I'm probably going to uh, complete a decent chunk of that game and then probably put it on pause until I get a next-gen console later on, um, let's say in March. I'm kind of eyeing that time frame. Um, Monster Sanctuary I've been playing as well, which is pretty cool, um, which I know uh, you've got a bit to talk to, whether mm. or not it's, you know, it's this week or not. We've got a lot to cover this week. And, uh, yeah, a lot of Picross. So just a lot of lots of different games, um, and yeah, I even started Greedfall again on PC. It's, oh my <laughs> god, man! It's just so many. Would have been easier if you just told us what you didn't play. It's a crazy <laughs> week. It's absolutely crazy week, and like I haven't even touched Dragon Quest. That came out, so it's just 
Oh man, awesome! And it has Great an achievement game. list, right, on the PC. Dragon Quest. Uh, yes. Yeah, so yeah. Dragon Quest has different PC and console lists. So, so they're going to be playing that... it twice at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how I feel. It will depend on how how uh, big that game is. So yeah. yeah. You know what? I don't get in the intro. Intergod and I were super excited, and you were like, "Hi." <laughs> Yet you were the one that had the biggest game, biggest week in gaming by far. I was like high because I was going to do a bit, but then like we got sidetracked, so I didn't <laughs> finish my bit. So you you just like just just opened me up to that one. So thanks, Mike. <laughs> I like opening up. I know that's what. That's oh, what come she on, said. all right. All right. Um, but I, I mean, you know, just jumping off the monster sanctuary bit. So. That that is the game that I was referring to last week uh, that I'm re- reviewed for Vooks, which was fun. It was actually fun to do that. Hopefully, yeah. Depending on time today, just given that you know there's a hell of a lot to get through. Um, but outside of that, just as part of game of some other year, I started playing Portal Two. So I hadn't played Portal nice. Two. I've played Portal One, obviously. Um, and and it's kind of like so far exactly what I would expect, and it's so good quality. Um, and then also booted up Doom Eternal, just given that that, that was free on Xbox Game Pass. And yeah, that, that mm-hmm. game is so good. That game is so good. But I'm actually thinking of looping back and playing The Last of Us. But yeah, maybe I'll pause all of that until um, I get through some of these major games of some of the years from 2011. But yeah, given given how how big of a show it is, let's, let's get stuck straight into it with uh, the first segment, which is around Cyberpunk. So... Obviously, Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red's huge new RPG, announced back eight years ago, finally released, barely released uh, in the last generation, uh, had a massive crossover with the next generation, and Mike is the only one on the podcast who has the game. I think you have it multiple times. Uh, like, yeah, because where have you game. been playing it? What do you think of it? What are your What are your initial impressions? And how many hours in are you approximately? Okay, so so the game I think was announced when the car, no, last gen is the PS5 next gen now? Is it current gen now? Oh, I think PS5 is the other stuff old gen. How, how it's it's current gen, this? right? PS5. Okay, so this is current gen. So yeah. in the older gen, which most people actually still have, um, I think it was announced when those consoles were yeah, kind of was being announced. 2012, which was prior to when uh, long PS4 and cycle. Xbox One came out. So, understandably, I think a lot of people obviously had pretty high expectations for a game that was, what, seven, eight years in development now? Um, I learned a bit of lesson when I was a wee child that if you keep your expectations low in life, you will never get disappointed. So, I kept my expectations pretty low with this one. A little bit of hype in the back of my mind, but generally pretty low. And I, for one, unlike I think the majority of what I'm hearing on the internet, actually really like the game. Yes, it's got bugs, bugs galore, but it's it's a really solid game for me. It's a, it's been an awesome experience so far. So I don't I think I'm about probably only about 10 hours into the game, um out of which maybe all up 50% was spent tweaking the game. So I've been playing on PC. Uh lucky for me cuz I'm hearing really big issues with with current, well, Older gen consoles. So if you have an Xbox uh, One or you've got a PS4, uh, apparently the game is absolutely bad on those platforms. Particularly the 
base version of those. And especially the base versions, yes. Sorry, I should, should probably say that. And look, I can kind of understand. I mean, l- looking at the game and playing it on PC with the visuals that it has, I'm not surprised that it'd be really hard to get it to run on those previous consoles. So I guess they were probably in a situation where, do we release this on the old consoles? I don't know if you can cut off that entire market, but at the same time, you can't release a product that runs atrociously on those either. So I, well, I don't know. Well, just I, on that, like you're not allowed to release a game that will only run on PS4 Pro or exactly Xbox that as One well. X. So that goes against the licensing agreements. So it's either they cut out, you know, 180 million or probably more like 150 million consoles. And only release on next gen when it's not even optimized for next gen. So mm. it's and also cancel cancel all the massive amount of pre orders they would have had. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you'd, yeah. You're shooting yourself in the foot. But I mean, either way, that I think it was a lose lose situation for them in that sense. I think they got too ambitious, and by the time they got to the to the I guess later later stages of development in this game, the generation of consoles they're not obsolete by any means, but it's so many years past that technology's moved on, you know, in the last eight years that it'd be hard to, you know, get it to work on, on consoles like that properly. So I feel for people that, that have that. I know I actually have still quite a lot of friends who, you know, yourself into God, you've got a, a PS4. I think you have a pro though, but I know quite a few people that don't even have the pro. Yeah, so the pro. Um, on a console, uh, it would really suck. Oh, I'd get but it on, on PC. P- I'd get it on PC. Oh yeah, absolutely. If you have the choice, of course. But you know, you need you need a fairly beefy PC to play this thing. So I've got a 2070, um, and I spent a bit of time trying to tweak the settings. Um, two things to note: so I, I, I run this run this on a 1440p monitor. So if you've got a 1080p, you might not run into the same kind of issues. But um, I had to turn ray tracing off, which was one of the whole points of having a 20 series card. Um, apparently even people on a 30 series card are struggling with ray tracing. Um, so I had to turn that off. Now it's a bit of a shame because obviously a game like this would benefit greatly from having ray tracing. And I did spend probably, you know, a good hour and a half in different parts of the game, just sort of turning it on, turning it off, seeing what the differences are. And it's, it's looks great with ray tracing, but then, you know, performance tanks. So what's the point? And one saving grace, though, is DLSS makes the game so much smoother. So I think, you know, I was reading like something like 40 to 60% performance improvements by having DLSS on. Um, so that's, that's the AI technology that, that upscales the game from a low resolution. And the game still looks amazing, runs at like between 60 and 80 um, frames per second. So it's nice and smooth. Um, so, so the game itself in terms of performance and everything, no problem bugs. Yeah. Like everyone experienced, I've had a ton of them, probably nothing at least so far in the story that's been completely game breaking. And there's a, you know, I keep save files just in case, but there's so many instances where, you know, characters would, would just hover in the air or something or, um, or they'll, you know, they'll do that typical, T pose, which is like the default pose before they actually go into any form of an animation. So <laughs> it's a little distracting, but it's not distracting enough to stop you from enjoying the game. So um, just on the bugs, you know, take, park the hype and the timing and the need for them to release it, everything like that. Do you do you feel like this is like an early access game? 
like a Steam early access game? No, definitely not. Really? So it doesn't have yeah. that many bugs where you feel like it's almost more like no, a beta. Or it's you're got a, a ton of bugs, but because of the tester. scale of the game, I can't I can't compare it to anything that I've played that was an early game okay. on Steam. Early games on Steam tend to not have this kind of scope. So unfortunately, well, I, I, I feel the scope like is probably almost no game has big. a scope this big. <laughs> well, exactly. That's the thing. Mm. So it's hard to compare. Yeah, it's got a ton of bugs, but then the scope is so much bigger than any of the games I've played on Steam um, that it's it's hard to kind of compare it that way. I think it absolutely should have stayed in development for a bit longer, mm. um, maybe like even at least another year, given the amount of little tiny things and it's a little tiny things that i think add up if you have one or two glitches here and there it's not it's not a big deal in terms of emotion and stuff but i think all those little things add up but one thing that i think a lot of people actually did point out which i didn't find as much maybe because i'm just being more positive about the whole experience and i've <laughs> sort of ignored it in the back of my mind i don't know it's that people in the world don't really feel life it feels like they're just random characters just not really doing anything um and i sort of try to not think about that too much but there are instances where you know people just literally just pop out of nowhere which is kind of weird and it breaks your immersion um and then there's little tiny things in in terms of the gameplay where you get if you, if you start committing crimes or something police literally just pop out of nowhere they don't have vehicles that they come in they just they just teleport out of nowhere um, and that kind of breaks the immersion immersion a little bit. So you tend to just avoid that thing completely. Um, but in saying all of that, the gameplay is really solid. Um, the RPG elements, I think, so far are pretty cool. Um, I personally wasn't disappointed at the at the story. So you, you get to choose your life paths at the start, and there's three different options, and I've actually tried all three. And they're not as long as people thought they would be. It's not, you know, a three-hour experience or something where it completely gives you the backstory of your character. It's more just to set the the scene and the mood. And then after that point, you know, effectively all experiences are the same other than some of the choices that you can pick in conversations and stuff. Um, so I've tried all the three different ones and I thought they were really, really cool. Um, shooting's really solid. They've done a really good job. It's not, it's not that, you know, Fallout type of shooting that always felt like there was something not quite right about it felt a bit sluggish um it's still an rpg so you know in terms of accuracy accuracy and stuff it's not you know you're not playing a cod game but it feels like that really solid solid shooting mechanic that something like cod has and just, um, just on that mike so you know this is gonna sound so dumb if i'm wrong about this but this is the first time that cd project red have done like a first person you know, it's not a first-person shooter, but a first-person perspective, right? With, it is, yeah. Of their games. And I think they've done that really, really well. Yeah. They've I'm, absolutely nailed it for me. I'm kind of surprised, you know, like I've read some of the reviews, but yeah, it's kind of not even... People haven't made as big of a deal about it as I thought they would have. It's pretty well, hard to move from between that's those what perspectives. See, it disappoints me that I think... I think I haven't actually read a lot of reviews because I was trying to avoid spoilers and everything, and I actually don't particularly care about reviews in general which is ironic given that I'm kind of reviewing a game right now. Um, but yeah, I found I found that a lot of people, at least if you, if you look at Reddit, if you look at certain articles and stuff, they're quite negative about the game, um, just generally having a really negative mindset. And I think that then clouds your judgment and you, you forget that there's actually some really, really good solid bits in this game that people don't really talk about much. And I think the shooting... Um, is just excellent. I, it, it feels really good. All the different weapons have an awesome feel to them. 
Um, so look, overall, um, I think it's a shame they didn't keep it. And they, and they did say, I think back in like 2015 or something, that the game will be out when it's ready. I definitely don't think the game was ready. Far from it. They should have kept it for at least another tw- you know 12 months or something. So it's a shame, but I'm still enjoying it. Um, there is a thing in the back of my mind that's that says, "Hey, should I, you know, just put it down and and come back to it 12 months later after they've patched it up?" Which no doubt they will. I, I have no doubt that this is the thing they'll be focusing on um, over the next, you know, 12 to 24 months. But I think I'll, I'll think I'll keep playing it. How, how's the driving feel? So <laughs> funny you should mention that. So I've been using a mouse and keyboard because uh, wow. I'm playing on PC. So it's a bit clunky with a keyboard, and I don't know if that's necessarily because the driving's bad. I think it's just because I'm using a keyboard. So I'm going to give it a test with a controller, but obviously, understandably, it's hard to switch between a controller for driving and shooting with a mouse and keyboard, which I find way easier and way more accurate. Um, And, you know, exploring the game world, like even simple things like picking up random objects on the ground, it's a hell of a lot easier with a mouse than it is, you know, with a controller Mm. to get that accuracy. So The reason I was wanted to ask as well because we mentioned that you know this is their first game in first person but it's also the first game with driving mechanics so like that's that's a huge change as well so just that was always a part of me i'm like well hmm are they going to stick the landing on that so i've i've heard positive things about it but i'll just yeah knowing that you're very much into driving games yeah so uh, so I actually, to be honest, have driven very little in the game so far um, because I, I like to just go on for. In fact, one of the things that I looked in the settings and I couldn't find is there's no ability to just walk. So as in like slow walk. So the the only walk you have is just relatively fast paced walk. And of course, you can sprint. But the only way to slow yourself down is if you crouch. But then it's, you know, you lose that level of immersion. So I actually am taking the game way slower so driving's i haven't even done much driving because i just want to walk around and sort of immerse myself in 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 the game a bit um that would be different when you're using a controller with the analog movement though as opposed to like potentially yeah potentially it might actually be better with an analog yeah because then you can actually control that so i'll I'll try to control it later on tonight and and i'll see how that goes Uh, but yeah um... obviously with keyboard it sucks driving it's interesting because Swinney, like, I think, like, look, you know, all three of us are going to play this game at some stage. What is your strategy, Swinney, around this game? Are you just holding out until you get a Xbox Series X and you get the next-gen patches, which could be, like, a year away? Or what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so the timeline when, uh, I guess, those next-gen versions, um, that'll probably dictate when I start to play this game. Um, with The Witcher 3, I did the same thing and I was rewarded for it because um, <laughs> with The Witcher 3, they did massive overhauls to the UI. They added new quests for free and they also added things like New Game Plus. Now, I have no idea if Cyberpunk has has New Game Plus or needs it or whatever, but um, that was as someone that you know wanted to also get all the achievements. That ended up being really good for me because it just ended up making the... the 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 roadmap much much better for me um so i'm definitely going to hold out on that and saying that i'm a huge fan of the witcher 2 and i'm a huge fan of witcher 3 so i have no doubt that i would love this game because i'm also a huge blade runner fan so you know anything that's kind of got those vibes um oh they've nailed those yeah absolutely vibes yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'll try to avoid five yeah. Um, but yeah, anything like you know, like Netrunner mm. and and kind of all Shadowrun. Any of that stuff. 
yeah, exactly. Um, I love all that kind of. Uh, it takes all of that and just gives you yeah. the experience you've been waiting for in so, that sense. I, other than it being buggy, um, I reckon if I played this, I, I have no doubt that I'd love it. Um, but I'm also, I, I love RPGs. Totally so I'm able to look past certain things in RPGs from a gameplay standpoint that other people aren't. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, you could almost argue this is Eurojank at the moment. Uh, Oh, at the I'm moment, it totally is. Yeah, it absolutely is. High budget Eurojank. <laughs> yeah, this it's is a very high budget Eurojank. <laughs> exactly. It's like the crazy people who make D grade movies who got like a tenant size budget <laughs> to make one of their movies. You know, um, they're, they're like high art. Yeah, this is high, high Eurojank. <laughs> it's very high harsh, jank. obviously. High jank. <laughs> I actually, you know, listening to you, Mike, talk about it, I'm actually, I've got a new thought of what I might do because mm. you know the campaign supposedly is more like in the order of about 20 hours like ballpark yeah, it's pretty short apparently yeah like yeah people are like shocked that they're like you know getting into it and then going oh whoa this is like warning me that hey you know this is kind of the point of no return that you're hitting up to um so i'm kind of thinking you know it will go on sale pretty shortly for sure i, I kind of oh, think yeah. maybe i'll grab it and then just play the main campaign and then just put it away and then once they and patch then come the back hell and out check of it, it yeah, yeah. you know, then that's I'll pick it up later to do all the side quest stuff. Because that's probably like an extra 150 hours on the side quest stuff. Well, that, that's the thing, right? And different people play differently. And I don't know how you play your game, Swinney. Uh, but I get distracted by side stuff all the time. I look at the map and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to this point to continue the story. And on the way there, there's all these different things that I pick up and all these little mini side quests and stuff. And so far, they've been quite decent. Um so it's it's interesting that people just different people play it just to you know go through the main story and stuff. Mm. Whereas I just go around exploring. I, I never actually finished. I've played. I probably put in you know three hundred hours into Skyrim, and I've never actually finished the story. And if the in terms of the way I play games, the the bigger that quest log is, the happier I am. <laughs> if I have to scroll multiple pages of the current quests that I have that I've accepted in an RPG. Yeah, the, that if that gives you an idea, I'm accepting going around <laughs> accepting every side quest. Yeah, and yes, I admit, I'll save your cat from that tree. <laughs> I think, like even with Breath of the Wild, I didn't want to finish this main story. Like I'd, I'd saved that for well, well, well into it. I was like 90 hours in or something, and I'm like, oh, wow. I guess I'll go beat Ganon. Like I, just, I was just going through it. I got so hooked on that game, big time, hooked on that game. So. Maybe maybe my strategy wouldn't even work. I'd start playing it and go, "Ooh, what's this like little side story that I can go down?" Yeah. So and and also, Mike, did you want to cover any of the um, the review stipulations and things like that that City Project Red yeah. put on people? Look, maybe just really quickly, and I, I think looking at looking at it now, you can kind of see why they did it, and I don't agree with what happened. But from well, my understanding, well, what happened? is they. What happened? So from my understanding, is they they only allowed people to review the game um, uh, before, obviously before launch uh, on PC mm-hmm. and they did not allow consoles. So they didn't give the codes out for consoles to be reviewed. And you can kind of understand why now. So I think it doesn't, that, that I don't really agree with, with that way of doing it. Obviously um, I think it, there's a lack of transparency in that sense. Uh, and the reality is when you review a game like that, you, most people don't have a 3080 to play that game on. There, are, There's a huge chunk of people, dare I say, maybe even the majority of people that would have, you know, had this on a console. 
and their decision would have been based potentially on reviews um, as to whether they would purchase it or not. So it's about fifty-fifty the pre-orders PC to console. Yeah, and within that, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have everyone who has the first generation of those consoles that would be affected as much. But still, I just I, I, I don't. That's one thing that I definitely did not agree in the whole process. I think transparency would have been good, but you can understand why they weren't being transparent. But in the process, I think they, you know, they shut themselves in the foot. So well, I think it was more extreme as well because they were only limiting people to use B-roll, like supplied B-roll, and that as well. Yeah, their yeah. own captured footage <laughs> because the capture footage would have had so many bugs. <laughs> and, and and just so. on the graphics card, it seems very clear that you had to have a three thousand series Nvidia to be able to play this game and review it, which. They're very limiting. Yeah, reviews. Right? Even people wanting a 3000 series like yourself. It's extremely limiting. Like, it's very hard you can't get your hands on it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And look, the game runs perfectly fine on a 20 series uh, with RT off, obviously, and DLSS on. Um, in fact, it runs extremely smooth on mostly high settings. So mm. that's uh, I've heard people having performance issues, unfortunately. Well, fortunately for me, I haven't experienced that. But, <laughs> yeah. So I think we should probably move on to... Wait, wait, I think Swinny wanted to say something. Swinny was going to say something? No, I just yeah. had a, I, I just had a very bad joke about it playing on the first generation of consoles, like you were expecting a Magnavox Odyssey or what? <laughs> <laughs> Vetrex or something like that. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, maybe we'll touch base with you later, Mike, just as, like, if you get through more of the campaign or finish the game or yep. something like that, we'll bring it back up. But it does seem like this game will be patched for a oh, year and a half yeah. or something like that and then it's gonna have dlc or something along those lines also like no one's talking about it much but there's a multiplayer game being developed on the side for this game hmm. by another okay, team maybe they should drop that and <laughs> help on on fixing this, this game <laughs> well it yeah. just feels like this game is gonna be like five years before it's really like they've stopped touching it so it's a little yeah, bit maybe. like The Witcher 3. So. Well, hopefully a bit less than that, but yeah. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. All right, well, let, let's jump into uh, the next really big story that happened this week, which is the Game Awards, and starting with uh, Mass Effect. So finally, yeah. at the end of the show, so Mike and I, not Swinny because he's not a real trooper, um, <laughs> Mike and I Lame. watched the entire very, very, very long Game Wait, no, that was the short version. That was the short no, version that was nah. shorter by like 20 minutes or something. Yeah, just <laughs> slightly abbreviated. It's it wasn't like, even shorter. It's like uh, Lord of the Rings is skipping the preface or something like that. It's yeah, something like that, long. yeah. Um, and we had to wait for the whole night to see what the biggest reveal was, which I, I don't think it's the biggest reveal. I think the next story is, but Mass Effect. Um, and we, we didn't know what the game was when it was like playing through it. I'm sure Swinney watched it watched us reacting to it and going, are you guys crazy? Don't you yeah, tell this? Can't I you know. Tell that? Well, well, I, so I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. <laughs> and I think in the back of my mind, the franchise was dead. So I thought, when, eh, they're not going to really do anything. When you it. didn't pick up on the Reaper noise, I was like, my, I know. My. I, I, I watched it again. I watched it again. Just that clip. And I'm like, how the hell did I not pick up on that Reaper noise? So there is there is one Dang. YouTuber that, I don't know, it gets recommended to my channels. I think it's the Smash stuff that I watch called Omni. And he was reacting to it. And I watched it. And it got up to the point where the character who picked up the item and it said N7. And he's like, what is this game? What is this? And I'm like, what? And then he sees the blue person. He goes, Avatar? 
And then it comes in and says Mass Effect. And was, then the chat was, just goes nuts. <laughs> it's like Avatar. What are you talking was about? Was he just joking around though? No, he wasn't. No, no, no. Because it was a real genuine reaction. I'm like, oh, shoot. I've said something really dumb now. Like, it, this is just going to follow him forever. I think it's funny though. <laughs> watching, watching you guys react to it was just, oh, man. Like, the overall Game Awards stuff, I'll give more thoughts later as we wrap up talking about the Game Awards. But it's it's funny knowing, because I know what the announcement is. It's kind of like, when are they going to pick up on this? When are they going to pick up on it? <laughs> it was really fun. But you know what? Really you know what? I, I, think, I think it was cool. But to me, it just seemed like... Hello, everyone. Well, well let's we cover that exist. later. Let's, let's cover that later. Let's. So, with Mass Effect, is it actually 100% clear? Because it seems like a lot of people, the scuttlebutt is like, this is more of a Mass Effect 4 than a follow-up or anything to do with yeah, Andromeda. So, not an Andromeda right. 2, so, Mass Effect So, do you, do you know more about this, Winnie? Because, like, I, I get mixed here, mixed reactions on this Okay, one. so, they, they open up and they specifically show two galaxies so they show they show the milky way and andromeda so mm. now they basically that could of course be a, you know are they they're just referencing that um because andromeda happens um the the story of andromeda happens completely separate from the main mass effect after a certain point in the timeline right so because of the way that you know like the space travel works essentially andromeda is set like 600 years in the future of when um, a certain point in the main yeah. the main trilogy happened or the first trilogy and that could have just been okay at first you're like all right that's just a cool reference to it but then they specifically there's audio that mentions arc six the arcs which is part of andromeda so they've gone out of their way to actually make specific mention of the main narrative of andromeda in this which is really mm. really unexpected because while we know that how andromeda you know landed for vast majority of people or at least the consensus i should say so it's and but at the same time it's definitely a sequel because i mean liara's in there and it shows the n7 logo and all that stuff wouldn't make sense mm. if it wasn't a sequel to the main trilogy so it looks like they're possibly trying to do something sneaky where it actually is a sequel really to both in terms of narrative. And we know that mm. Asari, Asari have a very long lifespan. Some people have said, you know, look, that whole 600 years in the future for Andromeda, which, you know, at the time it's like, well, there's no way to connect that back to the main game. Well, maybe there is. Maybe it's via Liara. So, but she doesn't live that long, does she? I'm not sure the exact lifespan of the Asari, but I mean they're they're very long lifespans. So that's what some people have have said is that well, possibly that's a way. I don't think that's it. Um, mm. I think that there is a way that they connect it, but I think it's also them way a way of them kind of tying up a loose end. Um, I just it has given me hope that we will maybe get some um, yeah some some answers to those big open questions in Andromeda that I thought would never be answered, which would be cool, even if it was just in a side quest in, you know, in, in the main game. I'd be cool with that, because at least they've they've considered the the fact that they just left that hanging, so. Hmm. I, I do think they'll handle it the way that Star Wars now handles the prequel trilogy, which is mostly forget about it. And focus very much on <laughs> the original trilogy, but then have specific references back to the um, prequel trilogy. Just going to clarify, uh, Sari have a, are known to be over a thousand years sometimes. Mm. 
So there's a very that's that's a very possible thing that could happen. Okay. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And and when do you reckon this this game's gonna come out? What's your guess? Oh, it's it's very early. Clearly, um, I think this is probably a holiday uh, next year game. 20, really? That's soon. Next year? I reckon 2022. Oh, I was gonna say 2023. No, I think it's probably a hol- like I think it's towards the end of next year. Put your bets in. Put yeah. your bets in. <laughs> when did Andromeda come out? Uh, like two I'm years not, ago. Uh, I'm no two years. No, it was way before that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, no, I think that Bioware generally don't have super long development. Like I'm not. Talk- I'm talking like three, four years, you know, they're generally in historically been a bit quicker than that. Dragon Age is probably um, an exception to the rules. So we'll see. Maybe maybe it will be longer. But I'm kind of thinking the end of towards the end of next year. Oh sorry. Uh, sorry, I'm I'm, I'm an I was out. thinking sorry, I was talking about uh twenty twenty two. So so yeah, twenty twenty two. Yeah, sorry. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Reasonable. Yeah, sorry. I, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. In my <laughs> head, like, wow, in my head it was yeah. clear. Yeah. In my head it was clear. To in my voice it was not. So my apologies. <laughs> uh, okay, interesting. And and this is obviously something that you both will play on launch, right? Probably. Uh not on launch. If Andromeda's anything to go by. <laughs> <laughs> if oh. a lot of games are anything to go by nowadays. Ma- I mean the Mass Effect games have always been buggy. It's not just Andromeda, but Andromeda just had the most um memeable uh bugs possible. Mm. So um yeah, I'll 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 see how it goes, but I, I probably won't play it at launch, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And and the last thing I wanted to ask is you know how it says Mass Effect will continue. Do you think that that's a bit of a reaction or... Yeah, like, I guess a reaction to uh, the departures of Casey Hudson and Mark Dara? Yeah, I reckon it is. Well, the the timing of this is so interesting Mm. because they just announced the departures. and But clearly this trailer was, you know... uh, I'm just wondering what chicken-egg situation, you know? Like, did they, like, think... Okay, we know these people. We're going to announce this departure. We've known for months they're going to leave. You know, we're going to announce the departure first and then show the trailer so that it kind of softens the blow, if you mm, know what I mean. Maybe. Because if you did it the other way, it would be like a Halo situation. That's you know? <laughs> right. Here's cause... an awesome trailer. Oh, by the way, all the main people are leaving. Because this is a boring part of it, but, you know, normally with these type of senior people, they will have contracts where they have to give like three months' notice minimum. Even longer, I've seen twelve months' notice. Um, wow! So, you know, they'd they'd known about this for a long time that they're leaving. So, yeah, it just felt oddly emotional. Like the whole will continue. I don't know. It just struck me really strange when I was watching it live. I was like, mm, that's kind of a bit odd. But it was it was great though. Like it was it was a it was a great reveal. You know, I knew that we they had mentioned that they're working on the next one, but. To actually have it officially announced like this was was really great and unexpected. So, well, but that that okay. Can I just say quickly, like that seems so strange to me that they announced it in a blog post when they could have announced it like this, which would have had a much bigger impact. Yeah, so, I, I agree. I, I wonder if yeah, because it was what announced. That was announced when they announced the actually revealed the legendary edition. Is that right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, on yeah. on N seven day. I guess I guess they knew that they were leaving, so I guess they 
they wanted everyone to be rest assured in the background that Mass Effect's going to go on rather than say nothing about Mass Effect. Then they announce that they're leaving and then they're like, oh my God, is Bioware falling apart here? You know what I mean? So maybe that's why they did it. But I mean, a lot of people, including clearly Mike as well, didn't didn't read didn't hear that <laughs> news. So yeah, it's, exactly. nope. So it's still they probably got the best of both worlds there. You know, it's still True. hit like it was a big reveal that no one knew about, but then they'd also done that at previous things. So. Yeah, and the hardcore fans know. Yeah. Okay. So you, wait, so you saying Mike is not a hardcore fan? No, I just threw it out there. I, didn't well, really I think pick I, up on I it, used but... to be, and of course, I'm going to absolutely get the game when it comes out. But like I said, I, I don't, I don't have the same level of expectations as I used to when I was younger. I'm old <laughs> and bitter and cynical now. So you got high hopes and low expectations. I've got extremely yeah. low expectations. Your, your N7 jacket's all faded or hoodie or whatever it was. <laughs> Well, if you, if you want to get te- technical, actually, about the whole N7 thing, given the fact that Liara stumbled across that and she only had to swipe, like, a tiny layer of snow off it, it means it must have only been there for, like, the last hour or so. So, you know, the whole thousand-year thing. Hmm, she used bio, she used a bionic swipe bio. that had, like, you know, some special power to it. But I, I thought at the top of those mountains, it doesn't actually snow. What? Why do they do? What's an N seven thing doing at the top of those mountains? Though? Well, it's something's blown up. And this this leaves more there. questions than answers. <laughs> what a good trailer! <laughs> what a teaser and trailer. there better be there better be mountains in in the game when it comes out. Otherwise, it's one big piece of false advertising. <laughs> it's true. All right. Well, let, let's go to the other announcement that was the other bookend for the Game Awards. Sephiroth. Sephiroth. <laughs> Sephiroth. 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 I like, um, Sephiroth. <laughs> Snaggletooth Tiger. Uh, yeah, so, again, well, like, you know, should, should the gloating start from me? I feel like this is definitely half a point. I did say Smash uh, character would get revealed. Uh, no, no, you were very specific, specific about which Smash character, and the fact that there's so many Smash characters constantly being revealed... Mm. It was also the low-hanging fruit of the announcement Super that we said last week. It's like, well, <laughs> one is Elder Ring, which didn't happen, and the second is a Smash announcement. So, yeah, hey, I'll give I'll give you a, a, a quarter of a, a point, two percent of of a two percent. Wow, a third, okay, that's, a third a little, that's a little less generous than I am. Okay, let's just point. meet halfway between two percent. No, wait, I said a quarter. That's that's two percent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> even less than that. Way less. Way, way less. Uh, so, yeah, we, we had the announcement. It, you know, we'll probably touch on it next week, but it did make me laugh at a lot of the people in the Smash community, which were hating on Nintendo, but then watched this trailer and were getting super amped up and hyped about this character. <laughs> just, mm, it was just interesting. Very interesting to me. So, uh, what? What I find interesting is, is again, God, I'm just, I'm so cynical. Is when people get hyped about something like that. Like you have to be so invested in a particular thing to be hyped by something like this. Well, I, I think, <laughs> I think you being hyped by silicon, which is like just graphics cards. I'm not sure if you I can wasn't judge hyped. anyone. I wasn't hyped, dude. You were but... hyped. You were sending us messages 24 seven. Mike, this, Mike, this announcement was not for you. I'm just gonna put it out there. It I know that. I know that. It wasn't for you. Even though I'm a huge Final Fantasy seven fan, specifically seven. So, yes. so just to give the context here, so we've had the first 
Fighter Pass, which had five characters. We had the bonus character of Piranha Plant if you got the game early. And then we've got the final, quote-unquote final, Final Pass 2, which is going to have six characters. And this is the third character so far in this Fighter Pass. Right. I think this Fighter Pass so far... Just trying to think about Fighter Pass 1. Uh, they've both been pretty good, haven't they, Swinny? Like, when you think about, like, you know, the fan reaction to the Fighter Passes. Yeah, like Steve I mean, is massive. Yeah, it's... They're, they're all great, what can I say? You know, I'm, I'm not an ARMS fan, but even there was a lot of people pumped for ARMS as well. So, it's... This... Everyone had, like, Sephiroth had always been one of those fan picks that you decide, I don't think it's going to happen just mm. for various reasons, um, but whew, they they nailed this trailer. Oh, the trailer was just absolutely amazing. It was like, the it, biggest love letter to Advent Children. It's crazy how much, it was essentially all the dialogue, like the fight scenes, the weapon that he has at the end. And the fact that he's wearing the costume in there throughout the whole thing as well. And it's weird because Advent Children is this kind of thing that is a lot of people love. I remember when I saw it as, you know, when it first came out, I liked it, but I wouldn't say I loved it. But it's almost like grew this cult following now. Um, Was that the PSP version? Sorry, No, Advent Children is the film. Ah, the film. What am I saying? The the film film sequel. So, um, which kind of... it jumps a shark in terms of like a lot of the, a lot of it, but a lot of people love it, and I thought it was alright. Um, well, we're talking about a love letter to it. So. We're talking about lovers of it. Sakurai is a known absolute lover of the Advent Children film. Like he loves that film so there, much. Yeah, there you go. And it, to the point where they made a cloud amiibo. Just getting back to amiibo, uh, they made the cloud <laughs> amiibo, the regular costume, and then the Advent Children costume. There's two cloud amiibos. <laughs> So I wouldn't even be shocked if they do that here as well. So, yeah, um, look, I, I think this is really cool. And I was really excited as well. I don't know about you, Swinny, because I, I really didn't like last time when they announced the character and then it's like, oh, and the character's coming, what was it, like a month later or something like that? Was that with was Minion? Longer. I think it was longer than a month. It just seemed like forever. It was like really, I, it just made me realize I don't want that. I want like them to go, here, here it is, like this is what the character is, and then shortly... Let's tell you, tell you more. So that's going to be uh, next, well, yeah, next week. So the 18th of December for us. So that's like the Friday. And then we don't know when their characters actually going to come out, but they did say it's December 2020. And I feel like that's good timing. I don't know about you, Swinney, as, as the fellow Smash player here. Oh, I mean, the sooner the better. Like, what can I say? I'm, I'm keen to get back into playing Smash as well. And... Like we'll when they show off his uh, that video next week, we'll do a deep dive on it. But honestly, as, as a Byleth main, this character seems right up my alley because it's a basically <laughs> it's like Byleth with a gimmick yeah. plus, plus a counter. So I'm like, well, oh, <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's got projectiles and swordy and counter. So th- <laughs> I actually was watching it and I'm thinking, oh, I really feel because you know Sakurai loves this character. And I don't, like, people would argue maybe Joker is the first character that is really, like, blowing the meta up a little bit. But I don't think it's as extreme as what people are saying. But I really feel like this character has a real chance of just being so overpowered. Just because Sakurai loves it. You know, it's a new character. And it's got so many tools and weapons. It looks like, you know, it might have a comeback mechanic as well, similar to Arsene. You know, Mm. we don't know the full details yet. And if that's the case, then... Yeah, this character could be a lot of fun to play. So I'm, I'm super keen to, to to watch it next week and we'll do a good uh, dive on it. 
Yeah, I actually, because I'm probably just going to watch it live, so maybe I'll record something. I don't know. What do you reckon? <laughs> I don't know. If you ask me live on the air, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I could do it by myself in a really sad way if you want me to. Hey, people react, do reaction videos by themselves. They've just usually got a Twitch chat to join them on. <laughs> maybe I'll have to do that. I'll maybe, I'll, maybe you can do it and I'll jump into Twitch chat and chat and I'll just keep doing like Pog. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poggers you know people have commented on our thing poggers um and i had to look it up because i didn't know what it was what's uh, poggers oh, so you're too you're too old dude you're out of it uh i am the, totally out of it the, the other thing that was announced not as part of the game awards but on the side of the game awards that the three amiibo that were already announced so the banjo kazooie terry and byleth amiibo unfortunately just the male byleth terrible they should have the female one as well. Because uh, I pre-ordered those and the due date was like December 2021. 20, and I'm like, you know what? It's possible that it could be that late. But uh, now they've announced when the actual Amiibo are coming out. It's going to be March 26th, which is also around Mon- Monster Hunter Rise, which we'll cover shortly. So I'm going to have like a bunch of Amiibo coming around that day. It's quite quite sad, isn't it? No, each to their own, man. Some people collect Amiibos. Other people collect hey, I, Lego. I want, I want other you to, people collect dead bodies in their basement. I want <laughs> you to do custom like Amiibo videos so that we can get some draw some people to our channel. That's right. <laughs> uh, and and also what this means is that you're going to have a Sephiroth um, uh, Amiibo, which is going to be pretty cool. I reckon that's going to be really popular. That would look kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, the Joker Amiibo is really, really popular. So I think like, and Cloud was hugely popular when it came out as well. So no, this is really cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing Sakurai play, you know, uh, two controllers. Have you seen these? Oh, by the way, Mike, have you seen any of these videos? Because there's one thing that you mm-hmm. need to see. I don't Sak- even know what Sakurai or who Sakurai is. So he's the, he's the game director for Smash Brothers. He, he was the oh, one right, who started okay. it from the start. Came up with the concepts for Smash Brothers. Um, and he technically doesn't work for Nintendo. Smash Brothers? What? He well, doesn't he actually doesn't... work for <laughs> it definitely doesn't work for Nintendo. Yeah. It's 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 kind of an interesting thing. It's just he has a, he works for a two person company, him and his wife, oh, and wow. then they uh, work with companies like Bandai Namco and Nintendo to make Smash Brothers. Really crazy setup. Um, <laughs> but uh, one feature, and I'll, I'll, maybe I'll send you a link, Mike. One feature of his videos, he actually plays both characters on the screen using two controllers with two hands. What? Wow. Yeah, 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 and he's even done it before with four controllers. Do you remember that, Swinny? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, it, it, dude, I'm telling you, he's actually. It's if you watched the gameplay, you wouldn't actually know that it's just one person doing it. It's crazy. It's like really I weird. See this. He's also a meme machine. Like he just, <laughs> he is. He has amazing comic timing. It's just great. I love it. Yeah, it's like given that you've got translation involved, all this other kind of stuff, and you and I <laughs> laugh out loud. Listen to what he says; it's so funny. And he does like just talking about the meme stuff. It's like even just random stuff, Mike. Like he was talking about uh, the Fire Emblem series, and he's like, "Look, there's there's like seventeen Fire Emblem games. There's too many to count on two hands. But wait, I've got a better way to count. I count in binary." And then he started counting in binary on his hands. <laughs> Like one, two, three, four. You know what I mean? Like it's just yeah. great. He's just a weird cat. <laughs> I love him. He's, so a, cool. he's just yeah, and he's and he's always on the verge of retiring from Smash Brothers. Like every game is his last game that he's going to make. <laughs> Smash Brothers. <laughs> Although I have to say, this one being Smash Ultimate, there's probably half a chance it's actually is the last one. 
Um, and and let, let's jump into the rest of the Game Awards uh, videos and sort of announcements before we get into our final predictions and overall thoughts. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> maybe Swinney, because did you watch our reaction to Perfect Dark? That's probably the where we're going to open the batting. Okay, so I guess this is the part <laughs> when I'm going to tell you guys how I absorb the information about the Game Awards. So I'm like, oh, that's right, the Game Awards happened. And you guys, you like, you know, are waiting there, you're sitting there, not staying off the internet because you don't want to be spoiled because we're doing that live reaction. I'm like, oh, oh, that's right, I'll go check out the news, you know, just at my own leisure. Oh, a new Mass Effect. Oh, oh a new Perfect Dark. <laughs> oh, cool, I'll watch those videos later. Oh, I have a new tab. Okay, I'll come back. Yeah, whatever. And then, so I watched all the cool stuff, and then I'm like, you know what? You, when you guys did that reaction and put it up, I said, all right, I might actually watch the show now, but I might play a game at the same time as I'm watching you guys react to it. So I had the luxury of watching the show, watching your reaction, but also playing some games at the same time. And I was really happy with the way that played out. So <laughs> I like how he's making a massive <laughs> knock on our efforts. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, the second part is, I want to say this because I didn't react... In the private chat about it. In the private chat, you turned into like the YouTube comments in in person. You're like, oh, how'd you guys not know about this? How'd you not know about that? I'm like, dude, calm down, calm down. So yeah, Perfect Dark. Uh, what do you think about the trailer, Swinney? Oh, it was a cool trailer. Um, I I hated Perfect Dark uh, Zero, as a lot of people did. Um, that I was played- a 360 launch title, right? I believe so, yeah. And about that, yeah. it was. Really I played it a long time afterwards, and I actually played through the game first co-op. And I, I don't think age would have probably made a difference on how I feel about that game. I think that game's really, really rough and really crap, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pumped for this because, first of all, I'm actually I'm kind of happy that Rare's not working on it. I think Rare's Rare is not the same rare as it was back in the day in many ways oh, and also yeah. the games have moved on from you know goldeneye and perfect dark in terms of where the expectations and and everything for first person shooters on consoles and you know i'm assuming this is piece going to be pc as well um keen to see what the initiative does the new xbox studio with this oh. game I, I quite like the trailer it was cool um while i knew it was perfect dark so i might not pick them straight away it was cool when they had that they go through past the Datadyne symbol. So anyone that like was a big fan, that kind of would have been a moment like, oh my God, is this Perfect Dark kind of thing? But um, it, yeah, I thought it was a pretty cool trailer. I know um, Intergot that it ended up being a trailer you liked. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just didn't really like... I don't know. Sometimes those trailers... You know what? To be fair though, and I, I you know, I was being silly and facetious but there is some truth in what i'm saying if you're not attached to the ip and i've never really been a huge fan of perfect dark never really played it so i don't really have any attachment to it and the whole trailer just felt a bit yeah like just i don't know generic i guess to those type of trailers but i think if you like the ip you'd be like oh this is so sick i'm so hyped for this yeah it's i kind of i don't it's weird because I knew it was Perfect Dark, so it's it's weird, you know. You don't get that initial reaction of what is this? What is this? You know, mm. I. What time were the Game Awards actually streamed live? Were they in the middle of the night for us in like, Australia? Yeah, no, it's like eleven a.m. Okay, yeah. Well, unfortunately, I'm not. 
I think, did you say, oh, we'll take the, uh, the, <laughs> the day off work next year? It's like, yeah, next yeah, year I, you guys are. Yeah, for sure. the Game Awards? I don't know about <laughs> sure. that. I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah. so. You know what? I'll just quit my job in anticipation of that. Good. Well, Mike, you could probably and, just watch it while you're like in a in, in, in a meeting anyway. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like Mike, did you have anything else to add? I know that we reacted oh, to it already. No, nothing. Yeah. Um, Mike, do you remember we we actually played yeah. Perfect Dark on sixty four, um, like years ago? I think it was like was it New Year's? Yeah, yeah, I think we'll just like up to all, you know, we'll play through co-op and we actually had a blast. Like the co-op and that was actually pretty fun. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then do we want to get into Dragon Age? Yeah. So Dragon Age was a, a, a new, I'd say proper cinematic trailer was shown. Um, this is my favorite thing they've shown of this game so far. Uh, very fan centric. So, I, you know, when you guys were watching this, the fact that Varric was voicing the whole thing was obviously lost on you guys, which is understandable. It was, it was actually. Um, which is really cool because you're like, oh my God, Varric, you know, Varric is one of the biggest fan favorite characters in the whole series. And he's, he was, he's a magic elf dude, right? No, Varric is the dwarf. Oh. The dwarf companion that's in Dragon Age 2 and Inquisition. Um, so we don't know if he's, if he'll be coming back as a playable, <laughs> yeah, if he's a companion, uh, well, you're probably thinking Solus cause Solus is in the trailer. Yeah. I, mean, oh, I was thinking that cause he was in the, he was in the trailer, right? Yeah. Solus is the dread yeah. wolf. So, um, okay. Solus is the bad guy of this game as well. He's being set oh. up to be the bad guy of this game. Um, and they pretty much like the, the, what they showed like it was awesome because it pretty much confirms that this they are setting this game into winter and we kind of knew that from what they've shown previously in a way but also at the end of the dlc for inquisition they kind of you know threw a dagger in the map at tevinter and that's just really really cool because tevinter is just a setting uh, like the capital city minrathos that people have always wanted to see so it's just a really really cool um trailer and i'm actually i'm really I, I'm I'm fine if they just call this Dragon Age because we've actually never had a game just called Dragon Age because the first game was Dragon Age Origins. So if they just end up just calling this Dragon Age, which is possible, then yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, I just think it's always lazy when they do that kind of stuff, like Doom, well, and and then it becomes annoying because then you have to go, oh, Doom 2016. <laughs> yeah, that's the hardest part. It's annoying, <laughs> but you don't have that problem with this one. Because it's mm. it was always subtitled something, or Dragon Age Two was Dragon Age Two, but Inquisition mm. and Origins were subtitled. So yeah, you never had a console called Xbox One, so that that's fine to <laughs> yeah. call it Xbox One. And yeah, dear Xbox, no one ever says original Xbox now. Cool. Um, and then uh, yeah, another game. <laughs> I feel like if you you better join these goddamn reactions next time, Swinny, with all your comments. Uh, <laughs> uh, then the next game that we wanted to cover was uh, Back for Blood, the game that we were like, okay. "Wow, this is like Left for Dead. Left is this Left for Dead? The spiritual successor." Yeah, this. So, I thought this, this looked cool, but like, what, what did you think, Swinny? Oh, it's. I mean, it, it's more Left for Dead, which is great. I never played. Oh. I think we may have talked about this before, but I never played Left for Dead Two. But we played the first one quite a bit, um, and Mike. Mike knows how that experience worked with him, but we'll get into it. I don't know why you guys keep giving me shit about it. 
The difficulty is so slow. <laughs> we we should we should. What, just what is it? A walking simulator game? It isn't. Yeah. You go there to shoot so zombies. I should, have... wait, 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 hang on, hang on. We got to tell the audience this. So you're a single child, and you never oh, grew up yeah. like learning about sharing. Don't or bring my like mom that. into this. <laughs> you never learned how to share, and then whenever you play co-op games, you always. Take I never all learned the ammo. how to share because I never had anything growing up because we're poor. <laughs> but... You take the resources, you take the health, you run ahead. <laughs> the Leave the mind. Trigger the witches. So I wanted to <laughs> clarify: this is um, this is a game that was known about, but we hadn't seen yet. Um, so okay. it's great to finally. I know. Get a look I haven't heard about this. So that's cool. Yeah, so, the title. I haven't heard of the title. Yeah, so it was like I was reading stuff from like June last year um, about it. So it's been known for a long time. Oh, but okay. The what does worry me, and I know this is for some people might get annoyed at this, but. Anytime they mount, announce a multi-platform game that's also coming to Switch, it makes me go, hmm, well, I don't know. Like, especially, like, the Switch we know is just struggles with any kind of, you know, like, game that's, like, oh, you know, requires high performance and stuff. So it just worries mm. me, is this actually a pretty small-scale, lower-budget affair? I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I was really shocked to see the Switch as well. Um and oh, you know what? I'm gonna forget which game it was, but oh, Disco Elysium. That, yeah, that they said PS5 and PS4, but it was also Switch and Xbox later. I thought that was really odd. I know we're gonna cover that later, but yeah, this game. I don't know. Like it just, I, I hadn't played Left 4 Dead, but Left 4 Dead to me still kind of it just looks different to Left 4 Dead. I think I like Left 4 Dead more from what I've seen of both of these games. Maybe it's a bit harsh. It's still pretty early. Yeah, and it was very early footage, or at least they said it was early Yes, footage. it was pre-alpha. <laughs> pre-alpha. Um, yeah, and it's coming out on everything in 22nd of June, 2021. Uh, Crimson Desert. Yeah, so... Okay, Red Desert. So, Pearl Abyss, and I... As soon as I saw the name Crimson Desert, I'm like, is this from... Is this from the people who make Black Desert? And it was. <laughs> so it's like, okay. So I've actually played quite a bit of Black Desert, even though I'm not really a fan of MMOs in any way. But I gave it a shot. I probably put about 20 or 30 hours into it, which is not a lot for an MMO, but decent enough. And the game is always, okay, it looks really pretty, but it's kind of also janky in the same way, um, in, in many ways. So this kind of gave me that same impression um, where it looks really great, especially in stills, still screenshots, but the animations and things leave a, a little to be desired. So that's the impression I got of this game. It looks pretty cool. Um, from what I've read, it is it is very single-player focused, but does have uh, does bring in multiplayer as well. But that's as that opposed to like it being an MMO or anything like that. Um, it looks kind of cool. Um, you know, you guys mentioned Assassin's Creed. It does have a bit of an Assassin's Creed vibe too. I'm not going to lie, but yeah, it, it totally did. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's in, until it got to the combat. Then the combat looked very action MMO to me, um, which makes sense because they make an action MMO. So, mm. um, but yeah, so it's coming to PCs and, uh, and they just say consoles. I'm going to assume it's next probably going to hit next gen as opposed to current but we'll and see. switch we'll see yeah <laughs> well the, the thing is black desert run uh, there's a black desert mobile version that actually looks really good as well so they oh, possibly could do it on switch and the callisto protocol this is something that yeah. uh that mike picked up when we're watching it live you're like oh this is like dead space this is like dead space 
And then it was from the creator of Dead Space. Um, we, we still don't know when this is coming out, but this is uh, seems very well into development. But we didn't really get... It was just a teaser trailer, right? Like, just a trailer. It was just a teaser tra- trailer, yeah. So, mm. have you guys... Other than what you saw in that teaser um, and in your reaction, have you, do you know anything else about this game? Nope. Nope. This game, no. Yeah. Would you, no spoilers. Would what? you believe me if I said it's actually set in the world of PUBG? Is it? What? Really? Yep. It's pretty much now That's... they may change that. But um, so... Like uh, What's the link? It's set far into the future of the, of the world of PUBG. They've, set, they've clarified that actually in okay. articles which is, is just, just bizarre advertising what's the point of oh doing because that? the they're yeah, linked they're linked to the um i i don't know like like i don't know the studio structure whatever but they're under the same umbrella and they're linked to PUBG. right okay fair enough fair so enough. i think it's like very it far it's really weird yeah and it's like okay, weak link it's kind it's of stupid it seems to me almost like Cloverfield-esque where it's like, well, we're just going to kind of link it in this weird way. I reckon, yeah. I have a feeling they will probably forget that Unlink they it? ever said that and never make mention of it again. Right. Um, yeah, so, yeah, set in the same narrative <laughs> universe as player unknowns battlegrounds. Yeah. But set centuries into the future. It's like, what's yeah. the point? <laughs> it's yeah, so the point. odd. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a totally so odd. Anyway. Mm. But yeah, that, that's looking pretty good. I love Dead Space, especially the original. Two was Ooh. good, polished it. Three kind of became a little overly the top actiony, but yeah, excellent games. We're probably due for one, right? Because I'm just seeing now, like uh, Dead Space Three was like 2013. Yeah. So by the time this game comes out, it's going to be yeah, almost like coming up to 10 years since the Dead Space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But EA's like EA went on this run at the time with Dead Space and uh, Dante's Inferno, where they were kind of coming up like they had what, Visceral, you know, working on stuff, and they kind of got away mm-hmm. from that, working on these new IP like AAA IPs, IPs and stuff. Um, they moved on to basically multiplayer everything almost. Yeah, I mean, not that you could yeah, probably yeah. ever do a sequel to Tate's Inferno because that you kind of how many more l- l- circles of hell are there? there? Yeah, exactly. Um, but <laughs> by the way, I love that game. Make up but, a few yeah, more. Anyway, it's just that was a that was a lesser known gem. Cool. That game. Yeah, Visceral have been around for a long, long time. They made a lot of interesting games. They've gone from like real pure EA games to just like yeah games that are out there. It's quite interesting their history. Uh, and then a game that I was like super amped about, and I must admit I was like a bit spaced out when I was watching this trailer. And then I was like, "Wait a second, this is Evil Dead." Uh, so Evil Dead, I like the boring. game. <gasps> Wait, what? What? Oh my god! Oh my god! So Swinney, had you heard anything about this? Because I hadn't heard anything about this game. No, I just remember the was it PS Two? I think it was PS Two um, Evil Dead game. That's the last Evil Dead game I ever know of existing. So. Wasn't he a character in Dead Before Daylight? Uh, I'm not sure. Because that's what I thought. I thought it was just going to be another character announcement or something for that game. I mean, Ash. Yeah, Ash. I thought. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it was always going to be like a, a game because it was, you know, the way it was like bringing into it and all the characters and everything like that. I was like, wow, okay, this is Evil Dead. Um, So it's coming out next year. And, and <laughs> so yeah, so Ash is playable, uh, or is a character in Dead by Daylight. So you're right about that. Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. So so this kind of looks to me like a Back for Blood set in that universe. Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, what kind of game is this? I'm not really. 
Is it a co-op game? It, I couldn't really it tell. It looks co-op, yeah. Oh, yeah, the way they introduced the multiple characters, it's co-op for sure. Mm. Take all comments. I, I, I actually feel like it's going to be a third-person back for blood. I'm calling it now. Well, yeah, it literally says gameplay. take on all comers in co-op or and PvP action. Mm, there you go. PvP, interesting. Hmm. We don't know much more about it. I don't, like, do you even know who's making this, Winnie? Uh, yeah, so I know it's, it's uh, Boss something, Boss Games or something. Like, it was a studio that's not super well known. Um, oh, I think okay. it's been published by Saber Interactive. Um, I did look it up because I'm like, I wanted to see what else the developers had worked on and I couldn't find much information. So that's not always a bad indication. It's just, you know, it is what it is. So, And, and what do you think of the character models, Winnie? interesting it's clearly <laughs> the fact that switch is also again one of the platforms yeah. they're aiming for they're, they're clearly going for style over over graphical fidelity which is cool you know like not every game is going to be you know <laughs> look like a super triple a title so i think... still look pretty good i reckon oh you reckon i think uh, but you're I not very familiar right, with yeah. Dead, right what the movie yeah a yeah. bunch of movies okay but I, just, I mean, it it looked alright. It was it was stylized, but it didn't look bad. It didn't look like overly stylized or anything like that. I just felt like it needed to be a little bit more stylized, if that makes sense. More stylized. Well, it kind okay. of it, it to me kind of fit into that like just trying to go for an almost cartoony look, but then it's kind of not. Mm. So we but, had uh, so we had a Blair Witch game recently. It was an Evil Dead game now. I'm just wondering, is this a new trend of... And Friday 13th horror. had a had a game. It's like, are all these classic oh. horror films going to get games? Is that kind of yeah, just another the, the next property to hit? You know? We're going to get a sleepaway Maybe. camp. Oh, actually, Cabin in the Woods I think game. A camp game or something similar to it. So I, th- I think so, probably. <laughs> and and one thing I just wanted to shout out, I was really happy that uh, Callie from the TV series... So, um, Ash versus the Evil Dead is actually in this game. So, and they've got like obviously characters from the the whole series. So, I thought that was really really cool because she's a really cool character. Speaking of who's in a game, hi, my name's Vin Diesel. I gotta I, I gotta rest these well, segments okay. off you. That's a really good impression. Shut up, me by the what? Not, not so much. Yeah, no, you, you go too far, Mike. You go too far. My name's Vin Diesel. I can't. It's <laughs> terrible. I can't go deep enough. I can't go deep enough. <laughs> so, Arc 2 it, is what you're referring to. So, really I, had, deep. I had zero clue what voice. this game was when we were watching it until right at the end. I was like, oh, this is something like Arc. I so, yeah, the same. I don't think you're the only one. I even knew what it was and I still forgotten halfway through the trailer. Wow. Well, Arc Survival Evolved is a massive game. Like, that is a really popular game. That People play that religiously. Yeah, it's just one of those cool. ones where it's a bit of a niche thing. Um, so, yeah, they're making the sequel. Uh, they're also making uh, an animated series as well, starring Vin yeah, Diesel. Yeah, which is why I think Vin Diesel was in that trailer. I don't think he's... I'm calling it now. I don't think he'll be in the actual game. Uh, I think they've clarified think he's in the game. The I think he is in the actual game. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely in the game. Oh. I, they wouldn't I, make I'm that model for that, nothing. Actually. No, nah, dude, come on. Why well, would they I would have thought model? they would have made it a model just because t- to tie into the into the animated series. That would also be yeah. one of the biggest examples of false marketing in a long time if they did that. 
Yeah, that'd be like Dead Island levels. But um, <laughs> the honestly, this CG trailer I just thought looked just just really bad. Honestly, <laughs> like just, was it because of the blood? He looks like the he'd dinosaur been de- was eating people. Vin Diesel looked like he'd been defaked <laughs> on. He really did. Well, that's that's <laughs> the problem. That's the problem with with any game where it it takes a real person that you've seen so many times and puts them in a game. Not always, It's hard though. to get that realism there. Not always. Like, there's games yeah. that have celebrities in them that I don't get that feeling from. Now, this was a CG trailer, so maybe, you know, the in-game model or whatever, or he's pro- he he might not be the person you play as, he might be, like, an important character. You reckon the in-game model's going to look better? Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, I reckon the CG trailer was really awkward, specifically, so... It, yeah, it was very odd. And then, did you see all the blood, Swinny? I know that we kept on banging on about it. Uh, no, I, you, every time you mentioned it, because I was playing a video game at the same time, I looked back and I'm like, oh, I, I, turn your I, head missed like, oh I missed it. <laughs> you need to go back I'm not rewinding this crap. <laughs> you need to go back and look at it. It's so weird. It's like, I can't get over, it's like, it surely has to be a style thing. They've gone for this bizarre look because it just doesn't make sense. I've never seen anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty rough. And I, I never have got those type of vibes from Ark Survival Evolved before, so eh, it's kind of interesting. And is it exclusive to Xbox Series X, Winnie? So that's so it's exclusive to Xbox um, consoles. We don't know if that's timed or right. not. Um, mm-hmm. And I would assume it would be a PC release as well. Um, they haven't yeah. clarified that, but it's pretty clear. It's pretty safe bet it's going to be on PC, so exclusive to Xbox consoles, at least limited. Fair enough, fair enough. And then um, we have, uh, so Ghost and Goblin Resurrection. And I don't know if you saw me at the start of this when on the reaction video, Swinny, but for a moment I was like, whoa, is this like, is this going to be Metroid? <laughs> I was like so amped for it to be Metroid. I, I think I would have lost my shit if it was a Super Metroid remake or like an HD remaster. I actually really but, like, I, I do like the visuals of this because initially oh, really? it threw me, really? but then when I realized what they're going for, they're going for a, a bit of a Python-esque look to it. Like if you look sure. at the, some of the arts close up, uh, it actually, I actually like that approach to this game because... Uh, it's like an art book. Yeah, out of any game that could kind of, you know, with the exception of like Rock of Ages, which already does it and things like that, um, that's going to do like a Python-esque. I think this is a, a good choice for it. Yeah, so I'm I'm yeah. totally on the other side of the fence. I really, really dislike this version. Like, I, I'll never play this version over the original version. I think it looks way, way, way worse than... The original, well, like, what was it, like, 1985 version that came out on the arcade? Apart from, way, like... Way, way worse? Yeah, I, I think that this bad, looks terrible to me. No, it's just personal. It's subjective, right? It just looks... I don't want to, like, you know, knock the developers and stuff like that. I just... I really don't like the art design at all. At all. Um, no. And I think it's going to put a lot of people off. I think, sure, like, some people will be into it, but I think... Because the thing is... Like, I've played a lot of these games, like, pretty religiously on the arcade. And, you know, I look at it and I go, I would never play this. I would never play this version. I'm like, that's not a good sign to me. <laughs> like, that there's going to be a part of the audience that's, like, put off by this game and what they've done to it. So, yeah, not a fan personally. But, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Swinny, with the Python S stuff. I'm just looking at the screenshots now. But the problem is, like, in motion, it just doesn't quite look right. It looks a bit... 
like a Adobe Flash game or something where just things don't fit well together, <laughs> like stylistically. I thought it was pretty good. It actually reminded me of a game called Black Knight Sword, a grasshopper game, um, which kind of was, I wouldn't say looked exactly like Monty Python, but this kind of gave me the vibes of that, and I really liked that game as well. So, yeah, I'm cool with it. Yeah, but what was exciting was uh, the Capcom arcade stadium that they just flashed for... Was it? Like, two seconds. Was it exciting if you watched the full trailer? Yeah, they released a full trailer for that. Yeah, yeah, they released a full trailer right away. So it's on Nintendo YouTube channel and everything. So Yeah, yeah, it's got like arcade games in it. How it, sick is that? Yeah, but it's a free-to-play game. So wait, what do you? how do you pay for it? So I think, it, I don't know the full details because they haven't gone into those details yet. Yeah. But I think it's probably going to be similar to, um, what was that thing on Xbox 360? It was a game room. Where essentially they'll probably have things where, oh, you can buy packs of credits to play. Oh, I'm going to buy a pack of 100 credits you can share across the different games they release. It wouldn't surprise me if they do that kind of thing. but Or it could just be, okay, the fact that they say free-to-play, but I know there's always going to be a catch of free-to-play. I know this has to to be, right? It has to be, yeah. Just the the business model, it wouldn't make sense otherwise. Um, But... I'm just curious to see exactly what that catch is. Um, I know they've released Capcom Arcade collections plenty of times, so I'd I'd be more happy with them just, you know, just doing more packages around that where you just buy it once off. But I guess it makes sense if people just want to play, purchase one specific game in their collection or maybe just a handful of games, then maybe it will make sense. But I I love the trailer, though, like what how they presented it. It's a really, really cool look. I'm just very... Yeah, maybe check out that um, that video and then to for some more details. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because there is things for free, but it seems like it's coming in packs. Like you have a pack of ten games, another pack of ten games, and another pack of ten games. Okay, well then, the, the only one, one of the games in the pack, you got to buy the whole. pack. They've actually done something similar to that before. I, don't, I can't remember if it was Capcom or Konami. I I remember something like that where you purchase. Like, you download a shell of a game and then you purchase the things within it. I have a feeling it was Capcom, but, mm. yeah, um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Yeah, and it seems really weird the way that they've broken it all up. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to check it out. I love these early Capcom games. I do, like, when, you know, we're not going to cover it this week, obviously, because it's, like, such a big week in gaming and there's a lot to cover in this so, show. So here's the thing I was rem- uh, thinking of. It's called Capcom Arcade Cabinet. If, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, in, back in 2013. So yeah. I don't know Something if it's the exact yeah. same thing. It wouldn't surprise me if it is similar. Mm. So. Yeah, I always love these kind of things. And there's been a lot of work in the uh, FPGA community. So sort of, you know, the hardware cloning slash emulation style thing around Capcom. So yeah, I do want to cover that in a future show more in depth. Yeah, because so, that's also another way to play it. Yeah, so that was also, it was like you download a shell game and then it was five separate packs. Each had three games in them. I think that's what they're doing, but more games in the packs that they're releasing, it seems. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and sticking with Capcom, Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah. Did you want to launch with this trailer, or...? Oh, I just wanted to make mention that the, this was probably the best trailer they've shown yet. Um, oh, it looks so good. Really, they've definitely... Of the game, you mean, or of the awards? No, of the game, I meant, of Monster Hunter Rising. So, Rise, not Rising. Um, they're... The, they also definitely cherry-picked the footage. I think that they... 
made sure to choose things that, you know, even the games improved a lot, which it could have, or they were a bit more selective to make sure it looked better as opposed to showing some stuff that had poorer frame rates and things. But this was, this is great. And I'm super pumped for this game. I actually started up, um, was it Monster Hunter Generations on the 3DS? Um, oh, yeah. This week as well, just so I wanted to give it a shot because I was playing my 3DS we were doing game in some other year. So I'm like, oh, I should load this up. I've never played any Monster Hunter game other than Monster Hunter World. And I I think Monster Hunter Rise is going to be the next game I play because it is, I think, tough to go back, especially to, you know, like a low-powered console compared to, you know, playing something Monster Hunter on Xbox One. <laughs> Um, so I think this is a nice in-between. I'm super pumped for this game. Well, Monster Hunter World as well had so many quality of life improvements and, yeah, yeah. you know, huge amount of updates. But I, I've got Monster Hunter World. I was actually thinking of putting it into the PS4 Pro and playing it, but then there's something about just having it portably that feels like it's just so perfect for this series and, you know, what the series is trying to do. I, I feel like I'm definitely going to go in on... On this game. I'm actually really looking forward to it. It's probably one of my more anticipated games that I can think of, actually. Yeah. And that it's coming out. We talked about before, I think this this game is going to be go gangbusters. It's going to be one of the biggest selling games of the year. I reckon it's going to be... You reckon it's going to be a monster hit? Yeah, I reckon it will just... It will explode. So It's going to hunt down the competition? It's going to rise through the ranks. I already said that. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> At first, I thought you guys were going to be silent for a few seconds. I was like, damn it, you guys have got me. I can't do anything now. Uh, yeah, so Monster Hunter Rise coming out on the 26th of March, 2021. Uh, I'm still waiting to figure out what's going on with the Amiibo situation there. Because Nintendo Australia did say the three Amiibo are coming to Australia, and then we'll tell you later how we're going to distribute it, which is so weird of a statement. Uh, but yeah, we haven't had any updates. So I'm like, I'm going to be so annoyed if they don't bring it out over here because I would have imported it otherwise, but yeah, we'll see where we go. And, uh, w- one of the last uh, games we'll cover, Disco Elysium, the final mm. cut. So, I mean, they, they, they were hinting at this all the way leading up to the Game Awards. They had their little teasers where it was like soon, sooner. And it was always, you know, like, these games were always going to come to console at some point uh, to get that next boost of sales. I just, the only thing that I thought was weird, you know, there's more voice acting, there's a whole bunch of stuff, quality of life improvements with uh, the new version of Disco Elysium, but I was actually really surprised when they, at the end of the trailers, had just PS4 and PS5. I was like, wow, yeah. okay. Sony's obviously done a deal with them. It was supposed to come on, on Switch for a while now, and... I, I don't, I, I wonder, if this is, we've got to remember, this is also a small developer. Yeah. I wonder if it also makes sense for them to make sure they, this problem, this may possibly have been, be the first console game they've worked on. So I wonder if there's also a strategic thing there to say, let's get the one right for this, you know, we know that the player base of the PS4, PS5 is going to be probably the most receptive to Disco Elysium and has a huge amount of you know huge uh player base i wonder if it's also part of that um but yeah, it could be some deal as well who knows it's it's kind of like the opposite like or sorry there's two two strategies really like there's one where if your game's small it actually makes sense to bring out on all the consoles because you have then the ability 
to you know get the most noise and traction in the community get people other people buying it all that kind of stuff i think this game is much bigger than that i think this game's fairly well known and i think this is just a clear cut sony has paid them money to launch for a very yeah. I, I i wouldn't be shocked dude if it was like whenever the release date actually is because we, we know it's march 21 but whatever that actual date is Mark my words, plus six months on it, and that was that's when Switch and Xbox will will come out, and it'll be like a six month exclu- exclusive contract because hmm. it just doesn't make sense any other but, reason. Yeah, but I the reason why I also thought the other thing is you know then that's also again it's a small team that means that any post launch support patches anything like that then they can nail it with that pla- with that platform first. Yeah, but like why you would dude like. The difference between PS4, PS5, and then Xbox so marginal. Like, the only reason why people are launching on one or the other is really exclusive deals and all that kind of stuff. Mm, okay, it's just my, it's my one of my theories. Mm. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely um, an exclu- exclusivity. Because they don't even refer... The fact that they don't even say in the trailer Xbox and Switch at all, to me, makes no sense. Because if you know that it's coming out to those later, you would say that. Outside of, well, someone's paid you to not say that. Um, but yeah, like a lot of people rave about this game. I don't know much about it, actually. I don't know. You, have you played it, Swinny? I can't remember if you have. No, because I was waiting for a console port. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but I, I really like... want to play it. But surely it's on my is... wish list on Steam. I think it's the only game I have on Steam that's on my wish list. It feels more of a PC game to me, though. I'm surprised you haven't played it on PC, Mike. Yeah, I've been meaning to, and I, I, I think I'll probably just end up doing that. Yeah, well, it'll oh, probably go on sale now. It, I, I thought it'd be perfect on the Switch, though. I love sort of any isometric type yeah. of game on the Switch. So I'm waiting for that. And just the final thing you wanted to call out, Swinny, we just saw the celebs. Oh, no, for, um, just put it down as a, as a note, the, the fact that they had some pretty big names on the show. Like, it was kind of crazy, especially for a show that there was no live crowd to... I don't. I, I've no idea if that's a reflection on how big the game awards have gotten, or how different things are in the current, you know, state of entertainment. Um, that you got Christopher Nolan pre- presenting Game of the Year is insane to me. It's crazy. And he was so like so. Swinney and I, and Mike, you're a fan of his work, right, Christopher? Oh Nolan. yeah, massive. Or, or as his mates call him, Chris. Um, Nolan. He is. He was so flat. In that whole thing. It was quite funny, actually. Like, And then that's his kind of normal temperament. There. That's what I'm saying. He's just a flat person. <laughs> yeah, no, he is. Like, I've, I've watched so many interviews with him. because He's I think just he's a calm really and collected, guy. not flat. Oh, he's very flat. It wasn't animated. <laughs> like, even yeah, when he announced calm. Game of the Year, it was just very, like, nonchalant. Like, uh, Last of Us Part 2. <laughs> and you didn't even hear him say it at first, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> yeah, like, what? What? What was it? But before you make this mistake, Swinney, I just wanted to call out your little Freudian, your dirty mind Freudian slip with one of the presenters. You've got Alison yeah, Bree. Yeah, I saw that. Alison yeah. Bree presenting. I'm like, I don't know where like, Swinney's mind what? is. She, she was on this? She wasn't. Wait. No, who was it? What? No, who was it? I was thinking. See, so this is this is Sweeney's dirty mind of just thinking about Alison <laughs> Brie. No, what? Going to mi- going to Mister Skin. No, it's a, isn't it? Who's the Captain Marvel person? <laughs> Brie not Alison Brie. Brie, oh, Brie, Brie Larson. Larson. Oh no, that's not the. That's a pretty con- easy confusion to make because no, that's Br- a yeah, One's blonde, one's brunette. I know no, you two have the, the hots for her. Name so. Brie. 
Come on. <laughs> well, you know, people do share the same names. We uh, literally share the same name. I've got my oh, middle name is your on. first like, name. It's not like I wrote, like, they share the same name. It's just, like, the same last name, first name. That's an easy mistake to make. <laughs> yeah, that would actually, be an easy mistake to make. I didn't make, actually but... watch that. Like, there's some stuff. I didn't watch all of the show. Like, there's some stuff that, like, around that stuff where I was, like, off doing something. Um, yeah, normally we'd believe you, but the fact that you used to have posters of Alison Brie on your wall (laughs) on your bedroom kind of negates that argument I'm like number one Alison Brie fanboy what can I say you know they share the same name come on that's an easy mistake to make (laughs) have you ever have you ever thought about Alison Brie and Brie Larson Mike let's move starring in a film together let's move on to our prediction results (laughs) And the one that the Actually, one that I unfortunately like was, uh... it's probably like the worst segue, but I do need to go. <laughs> I need to watch some movies of Alison Brie. So wait, are you are you, are you leaving us now, Mike? Or unfortunately, I have this, to leave you guys. Yes, quickly. I have a family commitment that I can't skip out of. All right, let's do this bit. All right, let's do this right, bit. Right, right, right. Uh, I'll leave before my favorite game. Okay, hello. So basically, this whole segment, anyway, Mike, is just the intergot uh, gloating. Uh, Merry Merry Gloatmas, everyone. Merry Gloatmas. (laughs) So, yeah, we we had our predictions. Well-deserved win. I absolutely smashed them. Uh, Did you do the final tally, Swinny? No, I had marked in... We've got a tab where we had our predictions. I did mark the winners in there, but um, I thought you may have done some, like, fancy thing, but clearly not. Nah, there's nothing fancy. Well, I did it live for the show. Are you trying to be um, humble about this? About, I think about I think I got seven win. out of ten, including game of the year, all the major categories. Wait, is that including or excluding the two percent that you got? <laughs> no, that's a separate Extra. thing. So, okay. yeah, for our for our categories, I, I think the thing is though, I went pretty hard on Last of Us for everything, and pretty much came up trumps for most categories. My strategy um, of spreading spreading my predictions across the entire field with no duplicate <laughs> games clearly didn't. Play out. But, um, yeah, you're always going to get points for that, but you're never going to get the W because <laughs> if one game just wins, I did. I, was... I, I did have a feeling for some reason. I knew like this part of me. It's like Last of Us, but it was like Hades. I just think it just felt like the year for them to go for mm. the game. So clearly, it wasn't. Yeah, I was hoping for something. Yeah, but I think the problem is because there is a best different. indie game category. It allows the reviewers, like if you're just say if the three of us had to vote on this. Right, so it's a process, and you have to submit one vote, you know, for each one for, uh, you know, big week in gaming. I feel like the the argument and the discussion will eventually come to, yeah, but like we're voting Hades for best indie game. That's where they'll get their love. You know, best game has to be Last of Us type of yeah, conversation. Yeah, I'm sure has happened. The Hades is probably one of the biggest indie games of recent memory. So I'm like, well, hundred oh, percent. It just felt like. If they were going to pull the trigger on on that one, and that's why I went four guys with with best indie game because like, well, they're they're going to give a shout out to them because they were kind of you know that was that kind of moved the needle if you know what I mean. Um, so it was yeah, but clearly, clearly you were on the money. Uh, into got you got your uh, chicken dinners. I always go for the safe you got your bet. Chicken dinners and uh, got my winner winner chicken hope dinner. You, hope you choke on the the bone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and and do, do you guys know if they've released the the actual like the votes for um 
for the Game Awards? Do they ever uh-huh. release those? Doesn't sound like something. They do. It doesn't seem like something they do, but I could be wrong. Yeah, because I just think it'd be really interesting to see, like, you know, what came second or what came close. Because I actually think Ghost of Tsushima would have been second in the Game Awards. But and I, I would have loved to have known how close it was. That probably lessens the impact of the people of people being nominated. I think if, you know, people saw that they only got like a minor percentage of the vote and things. So I reckon yeah, there's true. probably the fact that they were just a runner up um, is, you know, is would make them happy. Yeah, that's true. They're probably yeah, they're, yeah, exactly. Because you go, oh well, I've been nominated for the game awards, and then someone turns around, well, yeah, you got one percent of the vote <laughs> or no votes. I guess it's theoretically possible. So, um, and yeah, for our actual overall sort of guesses as to what we think would be announced during the show, how how would you best summarize <laughs> how we went, Swinney? Clean sweep of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, because you went really, like, safe. Like, well, you had that really crazy one in the end. No, I think the um, only safe one I had was Fall Guys. Ah, New Wolfenstein was really safe. I don't think that was safe. No, I don't think that was safe. I feel like that's the next one up in that, in, in Bethesda. Ah, look, I'm not... World, so I'm not... Compared to the tricks you guys had, it was safe. But also, you guys, like, had ridiculously... St- Stupid predictions. So, to be honest, so like, stupid I, like, in I, the sense that like they were cool, but like they were far out there. So, I think the Super Metro one. I don't think that that's as crazy as you're saying. Number one, except sorry, except God of War Ragnarok. I mean, that could have had a trailer, definitely. So, yeah, God God of War Ragnarok. I was actually surprised. I feel like that uh, not having a trailer now, and it's supposed to come out next year. That game's not coming out next year. How the hell's that going to come out next year? That's surely going to be a 2022 game. Because they haven't even shown any gameplay footage or any kind of footage of the game. And I'll defend my Smash Brothers Kratos slash Master Chief uh, pick. I still Chef. think that that's a <laughs> yeah Master Chef pick. I, I think I think that's still within the realms of possibility. Probably less so now that this major announcement's so gone down. So. Did you? I know you did talk about it a little bit last week, but when did you come up with that? Versus when did they announce? Or the rumors start about Kratos and Master Chief before Fortnite. before really before. that's crazy. So I had this because you made the dude, re- correct prediction just for the wrong game. I know how crazy, dude. The way I thought <laughs> about it was because I like I said on the show, I remember thinking back and going, "Well, think about this. Like this stuff is always years in the work, right?" And I remember the thing where they had uh, you know all the heads of the major game console studios or you know companies. And they were all there and everything. And I'm just like, it's kind of like a cool idea to bring them all together. And then it's kind of like, to me, cooler to have like Kratos and Master Chief in the same thing together at the same time. Right. And then when the Kratos thing came out, I was like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Like, does that make it more likely or less likely? I was kind of thinking probably less likely. And then the rumors about Master Chief, I'm like, holy moly, like (laughs) this is kind of crazy. Because I've always said to you that I think Master Chief will be in Smash eventually. Uh, so um, what, so I'm going to do something uncharacteristic of, of, of me. And I'm going to say you won our announcements based on the fact that you made that call. It was just for the wrong game. There you yeah. Go. You, you there got you go. half a point, which is more than zero that we got. <laughs> True. So, True. Congratulations. <laughs> I just uh, I dominated. See, I'm dominated, clapping. Guys. I'm clapping right now. You just can't hear one hand. I was clapping. <laughs> I was clapping. Unfortunately, I have to bid you guys farewell. 
Was do I, say I on Mike? Yes, apologies about this. Apologies to all our fans. Uh, unfortunately, I have a gun to my head. That's okay. That's okay. My partner's making me go to a family event. <sighs> all right, have a good one. Do Mike. I just uh, click that big X button? Quit out of this. Everything will be fine. Yeah, yeah. You you just quit. It's fine. Cool. All right. All right. See you, Mike. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Mike. So, my and, and Swinney overall for the Game Awards. What did you think? I think it was actually pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of announcements. Like they, there's a lot we didn't talk about. Um, that was there was yep. a lot of neat stuff. We just don't have turn have we don't have five hours to go in depth into things like seasons and open road. Lots of lots of cool looking stylized art indie games. <laughs> it was just which may you know some people it's their cup of tea some people it's not their cup of tea um but lots of little cool announcements a couple of big hitters the fact that we got a new perfect dark announcement is really cool i love dra- um seeing more about dragon age um yeah I, I i was really happy with it and obviously smash like sephiroth and smash you know I, that that's awesome I, i'm a huge final fantasy fan and yeah overall i'm really happy yeah, it, it was really cool to actually just see the show straight away get into it. And I had an inkling that that would happen because when I watched it live, sorry, when I when it was happening live, I, I was getting notifications, but it's like with no information. So it'd just be like, oh, someone's direct messaged me on Twitter or there's a Discord message, right? And it was just like based on the timing and I knew it was starting at like, I think 11. I was like, oh, they must have gone really hard on Smash early um to open the show which kind of like makes sense right like it's pretty logical given that they already pre-announced that they were going to do that so and and i think that i don't like who 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 could be added to the game master chief would probably be the number one right that people would be blown away if they added master chief to smash yeah come on we we all know who i want (laughs) who it's gonna be goku (laughs) you idiot no, no joke. I really want Goku. What, I, I want to break down happen? the wall. I want to break down the wall so that anything is possible at that point. It's like, just you know, but just on that though, because you know how Fortnite is basically become a a Smash third person shooter, or you know, battle royale version, but of any media, you know. So I'm a big fan of the Mandalorian, and you know, Mandalorian is in that game. But the child. Does that mean we're going to get Travis Scott and Smash in the future? <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I actually like how it's just video games. Like, I was kind of a bit like, meh, about that before, but I actually like that it's kind of pure in that way, and it's got, like, some kind of rules around it, but... Yeah, no, but it being but just going back to be serious for a sec, like, who do you think out of the video game characters... <laughs> I, had <to> <laughs> I had to limit it. Originating from video games. Uh, I still want Paper Mario. I really want Paper Mario. Yeah, but people would hate that. People would hate that. I'm oh, saying, who? what would screw, people get hyped screw about? Screw those people. I want a character that's got a, a potential for a really cool, unique moveset, and Paper Mario has that. So, Okay, okay. Can I lay out <laughs> what would be the number one hypest announcement that they could possibly make? Okay, suddenly this turned into a Smash segment as soon as Mike <laughs> I know. Well, Mike's gone, Mike, so we Mike can go Mike, rip the band-aid off. <laughs> because <laughs> I do want to get back to the overall thoughts we've gone down this rabbit hole so I've got this thing in my mind so I've got this idea that and I, I don't know about the setup I'm, I'm I gotta you know maybe it's like a bit of a metroid theme you know if you can imagine like the laboratory all that kind of stuff and then there's like a little dude in the in the corner and it turns around to him and it actually is Gordon Freeman 
right? <laughs> and then he turns around and then he puts up like the the number three with his hand. And then it goes into a Half-Life 3 trailer. That would be the hypest <laughs> Smash thing ever. As in a Smash... It's a fake Smash trailer. No, no. It's like he actually gets into Smash and then they also reveal Half-Life oh, 3. Okay, okay. That You couldn't beat that. Surely that would be the number one. <laughs> Not sure if Valve would do that. But um, yeah, overall thoughts. It was pretty cool watching it. It's just like... And, you know, it's the exact same criticism for the Oscars. It's just way too long. Like, what is it, about three and a half hours? It really should be like two and a half hours, and I'm not sure how they get to cut all the stuff out of it. Yeah, but, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a marketing machine, you know? So mm. I, I can't see it getting any shorter. That's true, that's true. Because, you know, like, I was, I was seeing someone criticise it, and like I said, like, I watched it, I liked it. I really do think out of any single day, it's the number one now. In, in gaming, in terms of most announcements, most hype around it, all that kind of stuff. I think E3 overall is, you know, if it sticks around, will still be the number one kind of period of time where people want to announce things. But I think now it's it's become massive. It's it's actually at a bad time, though, the Game Awards, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you have to have it at the end of the year. So unless you push but it to of- next Jan, but I can't see, don't know if that's any better. But I, Okay, so this is why I'll lay out why I think it's better. I think it makes way more sense to have the Game Awards after, like, so in the new year. So pretty much what they do with the Oscars, pretty much like, you know, Hottest 100, all these kind of things, right? Most most video game websites come up with the Game of the Year, like, as part of their Christmas coverage or, like, you know, New Year coverage. The reason why I think it would make way more sense if they had it in January is... And this is what I said to Mike about why his guess of Switch Pro is a terrible idea. Like, and it's a bold guess, but I think it's a dumb guess. Now I can say that, that it's gone. Um, <laughs> is that, and he won't listen to this, is that why would Nintendo, like, I, you know, I'm a capitalist, right? I'm a business person first and foremost. Why would Nintendo announce, hello, parents, here's the Switch Pro that your kid wants and we won't release it until March next year. It makes zero sense leading into the holidays, the biggest time of year when you get to sell what you currently have on your shelves, something that's in the future. And and I think just in general, it makes much more sense if the Game Awards was in, in January when people are watching it and then they can pretty much say whatever they want, announce anything, because they're not worried about hurting Christmas sales. So, you know, that's my argument why I think it should be in January. I wonder, though... Um... This may not be factoring in their thinking whatsoever, but a lot of people, typically not next year, but are on, you know, they're traveling, they're on holidays, they're, they're, they're kind of, they're, I don't know, like people are kind of on holiday mode in January still. Um, so I wonder if, you know, maybe that's part of it, but I don't know. But not so much in America. So in America, they usually just take that Christmas period off like a couple of weeks and that's it. Like, it's not like here, because it's winter for them. Okay, good point. Good. And the Northern Hemisphere in general. So most people don't travel at that time. They usually travel in the summer, which is like the winter for us, obviously. So, I don't know. I just think it's a weird time. I think they do it because of the spike TV days where it really started. I'd like if they moved it out to January. I feel like they could have used this as an excuse to move it out to January this year. But, yeah, I, it's a cool It's a cool. Uh, Thing. I really like it. It's too long, but I, I think you're 100% right. I looked at the viewer numbers 
and it's bonkers how um how much it's increasing every year in terms of viewership mm. like it's literally like you know i was like oh i wonder how much it's increasing by it's like it's gone from like 2 million then like two and a half then 4 million 11 million 26 million 45 million last year oh i remember when when these were they were a joke for a lot of people yeah and yeah. now they've got an air of legitimacy now i'm not saying they're all the way there definitely not everyone still knows and they outright admit that you know oh we're gonna have some integrated marketing it's like the fact that they even said that in the pre-show it's like man that's inside baseball right there but yeah i thought um, that was funny as well but it's yeah like it's 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 what people have wanted for a while everyone thought you know like awards like there's there's other awards out there and you know i can't remember Oh, what is it, dice and things like that that do have some credibility, but I think we'll see that the game awards in let's say ten years time, right? I know that's a while away, but we would have probably all forgotten about how it was started as a joke. So Well, I you know, I don't know if you heard or maybe you didn't hear a bit. I pretty much said the exact same thing, like in the coverage that I think right now it's already got the title of you know, the definitive award for, um, for gaming. And I think you're hundred percent right. I think in 10 years time, it's not even going to be a debate. Like unless they lose their minds and do something really stupid. Yeah. I just absolutely do not see a possibility where they won't be like the number one, you know, sort of like just, you know, by popular press, they'll just, you know, things like, you know, for us locally, you know, the age, Sydney Morning Herald, I feel like they'll just, I think they already cover it. Like, you know, The Last of Us Part 2 has been, you know, declared the game of the year. As if it's like a fact. As if, like, it's kind of like the Oscar, you know? I really think it is the Oscar already, which, yeah. When you, and it's interesting about DICE that they haven't been able to take that mantle. And when you combine it with uh, what Keeley started this year with the Summer Games Fest... Like, yeah. he's really building up a big catalogue or a big, I guess, um, platform, really, to... And I I never watched, like, G4 or anything. Like, so I don't have a long history of watching much of what Keely was involved with. And, you know, you always got the memes of, like, that classic one of him sitting there between, uh, you know, packs of Doritos and a thing of Mountain Dew, which is just really, really funny still. But it's, <laughs> like, he's, yeah, he's he's cemented himself as... Uh, authority in the industry which is really really interesting yeah and i mean the guy goes way back like even to the point where um when he was a teenager he was beta testing what was it diablo i think because he just reached out to them and was sort of like hey i really love your game i've got some thoughts about blah 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 and you know they're like oh yeah cool here's a copy of the game can you give us some notes so you know he's been in the industry for like like crazy amount of time, like 25 years, you know, he's not a super old guy. So I think he's also leveraging a lot of those relationships to create something and create momentum behind the game awards. I didn't really like the whole summer of gaming stuff that he did. I didn't think that was executed as well, but I think that part of it was probably not his fault, but everyone was trying to do their version of E3 at that time. They sort of, you know, nature abhors a vacuum, right? And because E3 pulled out and didn't have a digital version of it, Everyone just went, oh, great. Like, yeah. I'll fill in and do that. That, uh, it's probably not going to be, but that as a as an episode title will be the most pretentious thing ever. 
<laughs> Nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Mary Glotmus is surely like the best. Oh, it's, you, you're, I've earned it. You're you're going to keep on gloating by <laughs> using your executive authority to to make the title something around that. I'm sure. No, I'm I'm, I'm a benevolent dictator. <laughs> um, and then let's let's speak about further gloating for me. Uh, so Halo Infinite has been delayed and. You know, it was it was released in their blog post uh, by the new lead, um, in a, in a way that was very like almost sneaky. It was like just sort of saying, you know, yes, we're receiving the feedback from the community. We also sort of have heard the feedback, and you know, some parts weren't shown in a way that they were ever really meant to. Like I think one of the characters, you know, um, Craig, mm-hmm. as, as so called Craig, uh, enemy. I think it was that the animation wasn't working, wasn't rigged right. So it wasn't meant to look like that anyway, um, in that deadpan face. So, you know, like, I, I do feel a bit bad for them. I think you and I both didn't think the gameplay looked as bad as what everyone else was sort of ripping into it. I think a lot of people actually didn't think that. But again, the vocal, the people that are vocal, the ones that people hear, I actually yeah. thought the demo that they showed or that slice um, was really yeah. good. Um, but I'm also, all right. I'm also a fan of Halo games in general. I haven't played one since Reach, but I'm a fan. <laughs> Got to catch yeah, up. Yeah, well, we both are. And it's, you know, I think it's, you know, like also, you know, probably should reveal, and we should probably do it more. Um, you know, we've gone back and started playing the Master Chief Collection from the start, and we got stuck on one level for like half an hour, um, embarrassingly. Uh, I get yeah, so like, and again, you know, I think we're both pretty patient. So if this game gets delayed it's like yeah fine like i get why it's really bad for them because essentially they don't have a console exclusive but as i called out again the gloating has started up again i did call out that i think this game won't be a like a three month delay or a couple of month delay i think it'll be like a whole year delay and it'll be like holiday 2021 and that's exactly what it's turned out to be um and just you know if i if i go on further with my predictions i think that they'll target um, 11, 11, 21, which is around 20 years after Halo 1 was released. And just 11, 11, it's like, it's on a Thursday, like the normal days they release games. It just sounds neat as well. Like 11, 11, 21, it feels like you could do a lot with the marketing with that. Uh, and that's like peak period of when you want to release games for, for Christmas. So I've got to, I feel like you I've could put to, a huge push behind it. I'm going to stop you making predictions. Because, <laughs> Why? Because then there's less chances of you you know, be able to gloat in the future. So I need <laughs> you're to nervous about this because you're... <laughs> I'm not nervous because I'm not disputing it. It's just the fact that I think you're going to be on the money with it. So... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> waiting for another 11 months and you'll be just like, see, I told you again and again and again. You know what? If they release it <laughs> like next year, like... Because it won't be soon. It'll be like March... Or April next year when they go the release date for the new Halo and they'll be like eleven eleven twenty one. Oh man, you're not gonna hear the end of it. <laughs> I'm gonna tattoo it on my body. Eleven eleven twenty one. We'll get we'll replace you on the, as the host of the podcast by then. <laughs> but I am actually really looking forward to it. I think this is like for me, you know, I've got a weird relationship with Xbox now because I've got Xbox Game Pass. I'm I'm finally like I'm an honest reviewer. I'm finally seeing the benefit of it. Before I was like, eh, like I, it's marginal value. But now that I've got uh, Jedi Fallen Order, a game that I definitely wouldn't have bought, to be honest, but I really, really wanted to play. 
and I think I'll really, really enjoy it. So that's just like money for jam for me there. And then Doom Eternal. Like that's a $30, $40 game. You have to kind of credit it for that. Yeah, so, I, I was playing two new releases that came out in Game Pass this week. You know, yeah. it's one I'm going to talk about next week, but um, one we, you know, I'm, I'm assuming we're going to be talking about today. But it's, yeah, I, I'm i not saying it's the best deal for everyone, but if you like to play a lot of games, you can't go wrong really with it. Oh, and it's definitely the best deal in gaming. And I think, with such shills, you know... With such shills for Game Pass. <laughs> no, like, I, look, I don't... Like, I, I tell people, I don't think it makes sense to get... If you have a PC, I really don't understand why you would get a Series X. Because I think with Game Pass, um, you know, the policies and how they're getting more and more stuff on PC... It just doesn't make sense to me. It's like getting a PS5 and then having it all on PC for the most part. Like, that's yeah, just super logical like, to me. A lot of people don't like to screw around. Like, I prefer console games. Yeah. I always have. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I you don't want to muck around with a second life mic for half the time. And PC gaming is in a much better position than it was like 15 years ago in that regard of having to mm. like muck around, tweak, and store patches and whatever like you used to have to do a lot more to get a game running the way you wanted it to but yeah um i still just like the idea and of just sitting down um in front of a console and yeah that's just me like but i completely understand um especially for especially for those microsoft first party titles that you know are always generally going to be released on pc as well um yeah there are a bunch of other ones that aren't that don't come to PC, um, and then the other happen- way happens as well. But generally, the ones that only hit console are the ones that I'm going to be more inclined to play as opposed to something like Football Manager or something like that that's a PC mm. exclusive that is actually being removed from Game Pass, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, I don't, like, overall, I'm actually excited by this news. It sounds like they're willing to give the game a lot of love, and they, I don't know if you read, but they also are giving the studio a break as well over the holidays, that, which that, sounds like, you know, a given and an automatic thing, but it's not really. That, and I think it's really cool. good that they're doing that. That's cool. And the screenshots, and I know they're very nice, like, screenshots you've always got to be wary of, but looks good. Like It looks really good. It looks really it's good. Really- well, I, I, I'm looking at the trailer, like the trailer now, the gameplay trailer. I still think it looks good. Like, I... Mm. People come at me, it's fine. Like, you know, everyone's different in how they look at this, things and perceive things. This is easily the most hyped I've been to play a Halo game since Reach, so... Yeah. I, I just don't want them to go... Because to me, the... You know, the almost not cartoony in a Fortnite sense, but just the unrealistic cartoony world of Halo. Does that make sense, what I'm sort of saying? Like, describing it as... It's not a gritty, realistic world, right? Uh, I, I kind of got that from the trailer like it, uh, it looked right to me yeah uh, the trailer yeah like the thing is like halo's always got like the enemies uh there's there's always a bit of slapstick there and that turns yeah you know, we know slapstick. i know for a fact that's turned turned off mike from ever playing halo is you know like the the grunts and stuff running around going oh no he's chasing after me and stuff i don't mind that you know <laughs> i'm i'm cool yeah, with i don't mind it, either so yeah. Mm, yeah, so look, I'm I'm really happy that they're actually going down this path and looking forward to it when it releases on 11-11-21. Not official. Yeah, there, everyone. All right, let, let's get into my favorite segment and there's some actual big news in, in the next segment. Uh, the Bargain Bin for this week, Sunday the 13th of December. Uh, so starting with Epic Game Store as we normally do, 
Pillars of Eternity Definitive Edition and Tyranny Gold Edition uh, both available until next week. Get them now, add them to your library. Uh, both fairly well-regarded games, actually. Yeah, it, so, interesting uh, that yeah they've gone with a dual Obsidian um, mm. game. And very... Very similar games in many ways, but um, yeah, that, that's interesting. Yeah, really good games. Like again, Epic just—it's kind of crazy, like how much value they give people. Um, and the thing that definitely we both want to call out is a reminder. So last year they actually had—it started out as twelve days of Christmas, but a lot of this was leaked. It hasn't been leaked this year. A lot of this was already leaked last year. Um, that they were actually going to go beyond twelve days of Christmas, but. The games, so essentially what they do is once it kicks off, so this year, the 15 days of free games, uh, it's going to start on the 17th of December, so just check your local times for that. you got to just be careful because every game is only available for 24 hours and it, it just disappears. So you got to, you know, for me, I know it sounds crazy, but I've just set something in my diary every day. It's like, okay, I'm doing this, you know, just log in, get it, uh, log off. But last year, and I won't go through all of the games that came out last year as part of it, but just, I mean, like, it's crazy that I have to minimize this list, but it's like Celeste, FTL, Into the Breach, you know, Talos Principle. Well, Ukulele and the Impossible Layer just had come out, really. Like, and they gave that away for free. It was insane, the amount of games they gave, and the quality of games last year. So... I think the fact that they're doing the same thing again this year, the level of games that they had last year, you know, I really think that there's a chance that they'll do something like Control for free, the base edition. I would not be shocked about that. Um, I would not be shocked if something like The Witcher 3 goes free. Um, So yeah, it'd be really, really cool. And I'm, I'm actually glad that it hasn't leaked the list. I think last year they had it in the servers and you could just kind of basically probe around and then, oh yeah, there it is. So people knew all the games, what they were. Um, they've kind of gotten onto that stuff because it ruins their marketing as well. So yeah, super hyped about that. That's coming out really, really shortly. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled on that. Uh, Nintendo Switch, did you want to cover these? Yeah, um, I'll just cover the next couple of ones because they're generally my highlights. Um, so Switch, uh, a couple of games that I noticed are on special. Moonlighter Complete Edition is 60% off until 7th of Jan. And Monster Boy in the Cursed Kingdom is 63% off until Knife of Jan. So I've actually picked that one up. Looking forward to it. Nice. Uh, also, a couple of highlights. PlayStation actually has some really good deals going on right now. Mm. Um, so Elix is 83% off until the 23rd of December. Uh, if you like Eurojank RPGs, pick that one up. Uh, <laughs> Deus Ex Mankind Divided is 85% off until 23rd of December. And one of my favorites, Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition, is also 85% off until 23rd December. And if anyone ever wonders why we I use percentage, it's because just the currency with, you know, Australia, US. It's, to me, like percentage, unless sometimes it might go, you know, it's like, oh, it's only like a dollar Australian or something. But I think the only challenge with percentage is I think it's different in each region. Well, well what can I say with that? <laughs> so that's how they got you. They've gotten you. And and one thing I wanted to shout out just before we go through our ever long and ever growing list of Xbox stuff that happens every week, um, that you know, you know, there are a lot of sales always around Christmas, and just be mindful that a lot of the times there's actual sales on Christmas Day now. Like that's becoming almost like a new Black Friday. So if you've seen something that's gone on sale and now it's back to full RRP and you're happy to wait for a few weeks, I'd probably just hold off and keep an eye on things until Christmas. Like Nintendo often does a special sale around Christmas or the day after Christmas. 
So that's just something to think about if you are really keen on a game that has gone on sale, is off sale, probably might just jump back on sale if you can wait for a few weeks. All right, now Xbox, a lot going on, as you said. So first, (laughs) just to call out that um, we didn't cover a separate segment, but xCloud or Xbox Game Streaming, they've officially revealed that they're expanding it to PC and iOS in US Spring uh, next year, which, uh, again, you were on the money into got with pc <laughs> i thought it'd be console next but tis the season to be gloating it really is tis the season to be gloating um yeah so i'm actually really excited about this so this is q2 2021 so it's about the same time as when australia gets fully activated for xcloud so you know i'm not going to get invited to this beta X, you know microsoft hate me they, they know I don't recommend buying a Series X, just use a PC with Game Pass. So they're on to me. They hate me now. Um, but yeah, I'm really pumped about this, actually. Because I think there might be games that I can't play because they're console games on Game Pass, but they will be on xCloud. So maybe you have an avenue for me to play some of these games that I can't get access to. So we've also got a lot of Game Pass announcements, and it's probably yeah. not the end of it. We'll probably get a whole bunch more for next week. Um so available now, we've got Mork Dread and PC and console. On 15 December, we get Skyrim on console, which is huge, which is great. Um, most people probably own Skyrim by now on some platform. <laughs> yeah, it's for the three people that yeah. have got it. <laughs> um, a whole bunch on the 17th of December. So we've got Beholder Complete Edition, Code Vein, which is great. Monster Train and Neoversal coming to console Game Pass. We've got Among Us and Dark Pictures Anthology Man of Medan coming to PC Game Pass. And on both PC and console, on 17th of December, you've got MotoGP 20 and Wilmot's Warehouse. On Now, Microsoft also announced a whole bunch of uh, stuff that are quite far ahead. Um, so, well, 5th of Jan, Killer Queen Black is uh, coming to console. We know, not sure about PC yet. Um, so that's 5th of Jan. Um, but then they also announced... Oh, my God. So all... I, I said a little while ago that I started uh, Yakuza Kiwami One, and I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, I'm going to play through the Yakuza games, but I'm not sure when they're going to. If I'm going to, how I'm going to play through like the middle games in the series, and Microsoft <laughs> have 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 fixed that. So on the heated your call, yeah, 28th Jan, uh, Yakuza Three, Four, and Five, the remastered versions, are going to be added to PC and console Game Pass on 28th Jan, which is great. And on the 25th of March, so they've announced something that far ahead, Yakuza 6 is also coming to PC and console Game Pass. So essentially, when you add that in with Kiwami 1 and 2 and Yakuza 0, that's the, other than the um, feudal Yakuza game they did, that's the whole series there. So anyone wants to, if anyone wants to play the Yakuza games, then as of March, you'll have, um, unless they remove stuff from Game Pass um, before then, like because Kawami 1 and 2 and 0, then you'll have the whole series available to you. So, you know, like, obviously we follow the news pretty, like, intently, the video game news mostly. Um, but I don't really, you know, I'm not really big on the rumours and those type of forums and all that kind of stuff. But is it has this sent like the rumor mill into a spiral around Sega and Microsoft's acquiring them? Because mm. it seems pretty crazy that they're going all the way out to twenty fifth of March. No, it hasn't that I've seen. Oh, it hasn't. Nah, uh, maybe I've created more scuttlebutt. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it just seems weird that they're like so confident and 
so like all locked in and putting it out there for that long. Well, I mean, strange, these games are pretty beefy games as well. So the fact that on yeah. the same day they're going to release three, four, and five, um, I, I don't know if it's technically the same skew. Um, I mean, I think it's treated as a separate uh, game in a sense. So it's not like you know you have games that are like the the trilogy and they release it as one title, um, mm. but it seems to be separate. But uh, also, do you reckon I'd like these games? They're fun. Yeah, like, I've only played the first, like, four or five hours of Kiwami 1, so I can't judge it. I, I think that they're... I think they're worth playing, yeah, from... And okay. I know they're very well regarded, so... Um, mm. They're very quirky, though, so you've got you've to be... But I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, they're very slapstick, but then they've also got the seri- very serious parts about it as well. Yeah, I've only heard bits of it from some people playing on talking about on podcasts i'm like oh that sounds like up my alley like sounds real wacky the sense of humor yeah so i'm like "Mm, okay yeah you know again there's benefit of game pass right you just jump on play it and yeah like the there's a weird stuff that goes on in those games um Mm. and uh we've got three games leaving on the 30th of december so we've got mortal kombat x on console we've got farming simulator 17 on pc and console and Football Manager 2020 on PC. I I have a feeling that they'll announce a whole bunch more leaving um, over the next couple of weeks because they've oh, had really? they've, well they've added so many games. So at some point you think they're gonna clear out the back catalogue a bit. So you know the most important segment for me always is the last bit where you go these are leaving. I always look at it and go, do I need to play any of these games? Uh, yes, no, yeah, no, no. <laughs> like that. Because I, I think if you say a game, like especially in Metroidvania, I haven't gotten around to, I'm like, all right, I'm just going to drop tools and play through this, <laughs> try to get it done before um, it's possible. So, yeah, man, it, yeah, it's definitely the best deal in gaming. Xbox Game Pass is pretty incredible. All right, let's get into our final segment, which is a special review of Monster Sanctuary. So just a bit of context here. So I actually got a code for this game prior to the release on Switch, and then did a review on Vooks.net. Uh, they're really great guys over there, uh, so check that out. It was fun. I hadn't written something creative or, like, you know, in this vein for, I don't even know how long, how long maybe decade. Um, and, yeah, it turns out that this game then got released on Game Pass, so you were also able to play this game, and you've played through it. Is that correct? So I haven't beaten it yet. I was planning yeah. on it, and then I got hit with a curveball of the 12 days of Christmas last night. So the, <laughs> like, three hours I was planning to to play more of Monster Sanctuary, I, I had to, I dedicated to that. I'm very, I'd say I'm very far in, but also I don't know, it's hard to tell with this game um, exactly. Like, I've, completed probably about six or seven of the areas if you kind of think of it like broken up into zones um yep. and you know like evolved stuff like i'm pretty I, i'm pretty far into it but um yeah i'm keen to hear what you think yeah so like and, and we should probably provide the context so this game uh, indie game coming out of morai studios or games just a two-man operation or two-person operation from Germany. Um, pretty incredible scope for a game. And it seemed like they only started really working on it a couple of years ago. So very, very impressive game that they were able to release and put out in relatively short span of time and quite a high level of polish from my perspective. In terms of the game itself, you know, I think like simplistically, I look at this game and go, I, I take the base really is like Pokemon. And 
you know, more like the battle mechanics from like traditional RPGs to some degree with a combo system, put it on a 2D platform perspective, but then overlay. And I think the the clever thing is like overlay Metroidvania components to it, but using the monsters themselves to unlock the rest of the map, which is that Metroidvania type thing. And you only really get those monsters in certain areas. And then that means you can backtrack and go to different areas. I mean, would you add anything else to that sort of overall what the hell is this game perspective? Look, I think that nails it. And I think you're right on the money. Um, and I'm glad you said it, that it takes the idea of Pokemon, but doesn't play anything like Pokemon in the mm. sense that the battles do not play out like Pokemon battles. No, um, no. But the idea of, okay, I've got a click, I've got a collection of, of monsters and you can say, okay, out of the 30 plus that I've collected so far, I'm going to work on this core group of six um, and you'll have three at a time and then some battles you'll be able to swap between. Like, it's basically, you can swap between them at any time, but some of them are set up specifically so that, you know, it's like six on six battles at, at some point, but you're only ever using three at once. So. Mm. And before we go into like, you know, deep dive and different aspects of the game, it was kind of interesting as well, because we, we normally don't give a point score on our podcast. And when we review things, like if anything, we do that whole scaling. It's like on that spectrum, how close is it to like the perfect of that sort of genre? And I, I'd probably still put it into the monster catcher genre, like if I had to put it somewhere. Um, but because Vux, it's like a Metacritic partner, it will go to Metacritic, it has to be a 10-point scale minimum. So I was like, oh, God. Like, I actually found it hard because, you know, just jumping the gun, like, to me, this game, I'd give it like a 7.5 out of 10 if I could. But that's not how Vux works. Like, they, that's like, they only do 7 or an 8. And I'd probably go, like, like if I go even more granular, I'd probably go like 76, 77 for this game. Like, like if you had to, if you were in my shoes, what, what would you, what number would you give it? It's all subjective, right? I don't know. I reckon uh, so far this is probably a nine. Oh wow! I was just uh, having a swig of my uh, black coffee. <laughs> I, when think, said that. I really? think this game so, is awesome. Out of the so the old school IGN, you know, like out of a hundred, you would have given it ninety. I love this game. Like, I think this game wow. is this game shocked me by how good it is. Yeah, I agree. I and, was like, you know, what is this game? Like, how... I kind of... The name of the game is fitting, right? It, you can't say it's not fitting, but at the same time, it's also something that people... and like, I really hope this game blows up because it deserves to be played. This game is awesome. Yeah, you know what I hope happens with this game? So I, I agree. Like, I gave it an eight, like an 8 out of 10, essentially, like in my review. So 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10 for you. Like, good game. You can't argue that, right? And I have to say, like, given the context of this is just by two people, like, I just can't get over how good the game is for that as two people. And there's, you know, like, the thing that I, I, how do I, I, I got to phrase this right, but it, it's a bit of a shame because I think the trailer is good, but the, tra- like, you know, when you play a game and sometimes the trailer is like, oh, well, this trailer is kind of, hooked me into this game, but the game doesn't live up to it. I feel like it's a reverse for this game. Like, the trailer's good and everything, but the game itself, when you start playing it, it's like, oh, man, this is really, like, addictive when you get into the game loop. And, like, I was just, like, playing it all the time randomly. Like, even to the point where my wife was like, hey, I thought you finished reviewing that game. Like, why are you still playing it? (laughs) I'm like, well, it's a good game. I like it. (laughs) Why wouldn't I keep playing it? I definitely have some 
thoughts on Summit's downside so far, but overall, like this, it as you said, it's super addictive. Like a, any good Metroidvania is addictive by nature, but when you add yeah. in um, like really, really robust RPG mechanics, like some of the, I love what they've done with. Um, so, like a lot of RPGs, obviously you have your skill trees and things, but um, yeah, they've really kind of. I think they've they've knocked it out of the park of this. And as a very as a person that plays a lot of RPGs, um, I love games that focus a lot on buffs and debuffs. It's one of my favorite. Oh. It's one of my favorite things. So you've got games like South Park: Stick of Truth, um, Earthlock. Um, what's another game that kind of that is very focused on it? Final Fantasy uh, Thirteen is very focused on debuffs. I love that because it, it's it's a strategic layer that. Like you can't, you can't just mash through this game. You know, this game that, actually takes a lot of thinking. That's what I was going to say. That, like, as opposed to Stick of Truth, where I, I haven't finished that game, but I got pretty well advanced in it. I felt like the whole buff debuff thing, it wasn't really stopping me progressing at that point in the game. Whereas this game, I really feel like I, I had to get my head around the whole buff and debuff thing. And you know, oh, am I going to poison them? Am I going to burn them? So I get a little bit of extra damage after each turn. Like it became a like but, essential but, to get my head around that. Yeah, to me it's not it's not just the matter of appliance. Also then each monster will have um certain, you know, skills that you can upgrade or things as part of the tree that, that will then deal additional damage to people with those debuffs. Or it will stack um multiple times or you'll it will there's just it's really deep in regards to that specific mechanic that I really appreciate. the The downside to that, though, is that I could see some people struggling with this game. Like this game, oh, actually, in terms of the difficulty, yeah, I think that for people that especially aren't, um, you know, maybe younger players and things, because it is it's a game that would would appeal to a wide wide variety of people, and especially when you start talking about monster raising and stuff, then it can also skew a little bit lower if people go, oh, it's kind of like Pokemon. Um, this game can get tough, so I think that mm. there's. I'm enjoying it, but I'm also well versed in that stuff. So I don't know if any everyone's going to have as as fun of an experience I've had so far in that regard. Yeah, it's such an interesting point. Like one day, I really want to make a game myself, and when I make a game, it'll be for me. It won't be for anyone else, really. Like you know, you put it out there, and then it becomes everyone else's. But you know, in the creation process, I feel like I want to make something that I would enjoy. But, you know, as a business person, and if I was working with this team, there's quite a few things I would change in what they do and how they've, like, put this game out there that I think could just exalt it to another level. And I think you've hit on a a really good point because when I started playing this game, so I'm reviewing it, and, yeah, it's been in Steam Early Access, but hasn't had, like, a lot of people playing it. And I really hope now that it's on Game Pass and I hope that, you know, similar to Among Us, I don't think we'll get to that level, obviously, but... Similar to Among Us, I, I I think that this kind of game could get discovered by a streamer and then really get popular through that. Especially if you know someone's like a Pokemon streamer, like usually plays like the mainline Pokemon games or something like that, or Monster Hunter, like th- those type of people that play those games. Um, I, I think it would really be the best showcase for this game. But just that kind of editing thing, like number one, and like maybe let's just go through, given that we've given it a lot of praise, some of the downsides, you know. 
I, 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 maybe I'm wrong about this, but when I was playing through, I don't remember it having a level of difficulty. It was just the game. Like you get into it. And to me, I think you're a hundred percent spot on. I feel like people will bounce off this game because you, you kind of get to a point where it's like, well, you get really stuck if you're not playing the game the right way. Mm. And it's a lot of work to get back up if you've stuffed up the way you've been playing it. Like the way you level up and everything like that. You know how I was saying to you, the way you level up, you've got to be kind of conscious of it because you can kind of catch yourself out. Otherwise, you can essentially go backwards in terms of if you're leveling your party the wrong way. Mm. Um, and yeah, like the whole debuffs, buffs. I, I feel like this game would benefit so much if it just had a casual mode. Like when you started it, it was just like normal and casual or something like that, you know? Like, I don't even think that would take away from the game if if you did that. Yeah, I the thing... I'm of two minds about that stuff always. I think that it would help have helped this game. Um, but at the same time, it's obviously been built with that strategic design in mind of... Mm. of the battle system and you know like the the talked about the skills and the debuffs and stuff and to kind of to say to do a casual mode where a lot of that stuff doesn't really matter and you can kind of brute force your way through i think kind of kills what's special about the game but at the same time mm. um i think that it 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 i think it needed more more mechanics as he said if someone has raised a party and and i kind of fell into this trap at the start of okay i'm of these are my three core monsters i really like i'm just going to worry about these guys for now and yeah. while your other monsters will certainly level up i wasn't caring about them much i wasn't even mm. skill points and then suddenly you hit some battles where and and elements and one thing we didn't say so with debuffs and everything ready but just like this is where pokemon influence is is important um, the elemental types are super important in this game and there's really good yeah. quality of life that they do put in where it will just immediately tell you if it's going to be, you know, like super effective or ineffective when you go yeah. to do the attack. So really good. They've designed the hell out of like a lot of that stuff, which is great. But suddenly I've got a party where I, I get to this one boss and I'm like, Man, I need to actually like go spend the time because you, your monsters have equipment as well. So that's that's actually yeah. really unique. I like that. But <laughs> there's so many mechanics in this game. But then, <laughs> it's such a small game. But then you need to go. Okay, so I need to have six <laughs> monsters at minimum at all times that have decent equipment and accessories, and that have also like gone through the time to to build out this the skill trees. And you can automatically change equipment from one monster to another. So if you go like me, where I've probably got about nine monsters at the moment and kind of cycling between, and like depending on the zone, the zones will have monsters that have elemental affinities. And okay, I need to make sure I've got people of this type in while I'm exploring through this zone. So then I'll cycle in that six and stuff. But it's it can yeah it. It can be tough, and honestly, probably the, my least favorite thing about the game is that even in battles where I feel like I'm set up well for it, some of the fights can drag. Like, some of them oh, go yeah. for ages, and yeah. it's just... So I think that some of the enemies, like the regular mobs, just need to be less HP sponges. Even when I'm doing, like, effective attacks and debuffing and stacking bleed ten times on them, and it just still take, <laughs> can take ages... Um, I understand that for bosses, or they call them champion monsters, but the that does sometimes take a while. Yeah, and, and especially when regular mobs 
have like healing properties. So you, you're like knocking them out and then they're like, oh, they're coming back and healing the rest of the party. It's like, oh my God. This is... And you can't fast forward or skip their attacks. You, you know, I understand maybe you don't skip yours, but you know, there's a lot of quality of life. And again, you know, you know, I gave it an eight out of 10. You gave it a nine out of 10. This is a good game. It's a really, really good game actually. Um, and if you have game pass, you should play this, like jump on and play it. It's good fun. Um, it just, yeah, there's just a few things like that. And one thing I want to touch on, and I didn't touch on in my review and I thought a lot about it was the soundtrack. Now I do actually like the music in this game, but I'm not a huge fan of it once it's played over and over and over again. And it didn't, didn't hit me well once I'd been hearing it, you know, for hours, because it felt very repetitive and it felt like that type of music that grates like after a while personally it's a subjective thing I guess but as opposed to Pokemon I could have that music on all the time and that never bothers me or Zelda or you know and it's probably an unfair comparison obviously but how, how did that hit you or were you listening to a podcast when you were grinding through this game so no so I I, I actually like the music but the music feels like it's a mishmash of so many games to me there's a certain zone that just reminds me so much of super metro music there's a zone where it reminds me so yes. much of minecraft music and i'm like yeah man it if if i like it but it feel it doesn't feel cohesive in that sense yes um and yes. Just, i think that's a really good way to say just it. one mention about that uh, before i forget about that battle speed the first thing people should do in this game is go in the options and turn the battle speed up to max like two times oh I- Wait, are you kidding me that there's an option? Yes, there is an option. I don't think it has it on the Switch. Oh, it would surprise me if it's not on the Switch. It's on the, on the Xbox version. But yeah, you can, I'm actually going to turn my Switch on right you now. You can do that, yeah. that. That is going to annoy me so much if that is there and I didn't know that. <laughs> it's like double speed or something, yeah. Um, because I'm when, literally booting up my Switch while you're talking that, about that. That's this. the first thing I always do is... Because um, oh. especially I did the first few battles, I'm like... Man, these enemy attacks are taking a while. I'm going to check, and yeah, battle speed was an option. So, um... dude, I'm going to like this is this is going to be my live reaction. <laughs> keep keep going. I mean, this is where your expertise in RPGs and all that kind of stuff, you know. I mean, options are in every game. Just <laughs> you know, I'm just joking around, but but uh, I yeah, so far I'm I'm really liking. It. I haven't finished yet, unlike you. Um, I'm keen to know what the end game or the extra challenges are like. And, um, in terms of difficulty, uh, I will be playing through and completing this twice. So, oh, you are well because there's a PC achievement list as well as an Xbox achievement. List. So, <laughs> um, man, you really like this game. I'm glad. I, I didn't know how it hit you. I, I think it's great. I as soon as I saw those skill trees and saw what's in them, not just the fact that the skill trees, but the fact that they had like any RPG that has a bleed debuff is a like wins me over straight away i bleed is like my favorite status um affecting any you know whether or not it's dark souls or as i mentioned before earthlock and and uh of course with south park sticker truth you had the the fa- famous one there with uh with kyle doing the bleed attacks and stuff but yeah yeah no um you found it yet <laughs> yeah no no it's just uh, it's just loading now it's just it's options Oh my god. Combat speed. <sighs> and it's weird. The combat speed is by default 1.25. Oh, that's like so annoying to me. Like it actually 
to be fair though, like it actually is gonna. Um... Oh, there's an alternate battle theme as well. I should listen to that. Oh my god, that's like super annoying to be honest. But that, that that's cool. I'm actually more inclined to play this game, <laughs> like and go keep going back to it. So like I was talking to you about it. I'm kind of like debating whether to try to hundred percent this game. Um. Because there's a lot in this game, man. There's a lot in this uh, game. Please, please do so you can tell me the tips and tricks for beating like the, <laughs> the hard battles and stuff. Yeah, I, I, like honestly, I think like this game is like a 50-hour game if you 100% it. It's a pretty long game. Like it actually shocked me. Probably longer for me because of the battle thing that I just learnt. <laughs> well, a lot of people <laughs> won't, won't an go and change those options. So you've got to you've got to assume that for some people it's going to take the same amount of time. Well, I, you know, and I've never reviewed a game formally or, you know, whatever you want to call it, but I thought it'd be fair to just play it the way they've presented it, you know, rather than tweak it like crazy at the start. And I probably didn't think to go back and check that thoroughly enough. There's one quality of um, life that I wish it had. Um, it doesn't really make sense for most of the game, but I wish there was an auto battle um, for the weak mob. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I totally agree. Where it, it just chooses the the first option that you've put because the game is great that it allows you within the battle to reorganize the the moves of your your monsters which is really great because there's times when it's going to be a long fight and you want to set it up so that it'll always be the first option and things but um there's times when it oh i didn't even know that wait wait wait. how do you do that so when you're in the battle you can rearrange the moves oh i didn't know that I'm just like telling you everything about it. Did you know know there's secret walls that you can break? (laughs) Shut up. You know what one thing I think people wouldn't know naturally playing this game is that you can switch the monsters. So you have a party of six, but you have a 3v3 battle. And most mobs are only three that you can actually switch out your party with other monsters. Because I have seen other people talk about that. They go, oh, I only realized that late in the game. That whole (laughs) menu is is really hidden um until you realize it's there you just literally press left but it doesn't seem like it's a menu and it looks like symbols to the things that you're actually but like using using items and everything in there so um and i also didn't know they i mean you get the material so i should have assumed but i didn't talk to everyone in the actual hideout that like your hub area yeah and so i didn't realize you could upgrade equipment um until like very far in (laughs) Um, and and again, like this game, I think the fact that we're both learning stuff about the game uh, live, it's it, the game is deep, man. There's a lot going on in this game, um, and I, I just I just wanted to loop to the Metroidvania component of that because so like you're definitely like you know a huge RPG fan. I'm a huge Metroidvania fan. Maybe I'll I'll go after you. Like, how did you feel? Like, number one, do you feel like this is a Metroidvania? How does that come to life? How good is it as a Metroidvania if it is? What are your thoughts on it? 100% a Metroidvania. Yeah, it's basically, it's it's Super Metro with turn-based battles. Um, You're getting new items that change your movement options. You're um, finding secret walls. You're Mm. unlocking shortcuts to connect back to previous areas. You're backtracking to get optional items with the new things that you have, not just progressing to new areas. Um, Definitely, as soon as you see the map, you're like, okay, this is is Metroidvania. (laughs) It's the most... It's basically Symphony of the Night's map. 
Um, it's yeah, I I think it's this is this is good as a Metrovania, but again, anyone that wants to play it just as that and doesn't like the whole turn-based battling monster stuff, well, you're going to struggle if you don't fight the monsters. So, and just play as a platformer, you're not going to be able to get very far. So, yeah, and I think that's the thing that I find again going on the editing stuff. It's it's definitely a Metrovania, and you know, I think I call it sort of like a Pokemon meets you know monster catcher meets metroidvania um yeah the thing about the metroidvania though it it doesn't feel like that pure metroidvania that i'm used to where there's something about the way you move in metroidvanias it's so integral to everything you do and it's just a bit different in this game because part of the upgrades you have happen to your character and then other ones are the monsters themselves so it's the combination of those two things. Whereas normally in a Metroidvania, it's your character. It's like you're getting upgraded. Now you can double jump. Now you can wall yeah. jump. Now you can do but that's the you way, know, grappling hook or whatever it is. But that's like Castlevania. Castlevania uses the different things you unlock in the different games, whether or not they're familiars or yeah. the souls um, in, in those games. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. what I that it re- reminded me of that. Look, and like I said, it's definitely a Metroidvania. I just think if you're a pe- pure Metroidvania fan... It might not click with you, and I don't think it's just the turn-based stuff. It's yeah, just something about the game. It feels not tacked on, but it's definitely not tacked on. It's just yeah, there's some element of it. It's hundred percent it, is Metroidvania. It's just yeah, I guess because it's not a pure Metroidvania, it's kind of it, it's an interesting thing. And I think more games are becoming like that, right? Like we've even sort of had these arguments behind the scenes around control and. You know, Jedi Fallen Order, a lot of people call that a Metroidvania. It's yeah, it's becoming like Dark Souls, you know, how the Souls like Souls inspired games where they um you know, they've infiltrated so many games. Like Shovel Knight has has components oh, from Dark Souls. Dark, so. Dark Souls actually <laughs> has elements of Metroidvania as well, so Yeah, well yeah, very much so, very much so. So yeah, and I'm just trying to think about the game. The the probably the number one thing that I would change if I edited this game is look, I think the difficulty is the number one thing. Cause I think that will really bounce a lot of people off the, off the game. But the other one is, I just think the game's too long. Like the way it's structured. I feel like the main campaign, the main story, what you need to get through. I think that just needed to be expedited and let you do the rest of it. Like as a post game type thing, rather than, yeah, I just think the main campaign is way too long in this game, personally. I'm, I'm keen to see how far away I am from reaching, I guess, like the traditional end of the game. To And I'll to make a judgment on that, because so far I don't feel that. But I also have no okay. idea if um, suddenly there's a reverse castle, like Symphony of the <laughs> Night, you know. Like, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait, <laughs> and I'll speak to that next week, because I would have played through it by then, so. Yeah, and I think that's where I was at with the game. I was like playing, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. And then I'm like, oh, I've got to go through this now? I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I didn't realize there's more. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what you say about it because I felt like, mm, just given the what the game is, it felt long. But then I should also say I'm not a big Pokemon fan. The only Pokemon game I've ever played is Red uh, or Yellow, I think. No, no, I think I played Red. Um so, and I understand that Pokemon games, the main campaigns are quite long, actually. It's like kind of of a similar length to this. So I guess if you're coming from Pokemon, like it makes a lot of sense. And, and I mean, like just to wrap up the conversation in terms of who you think this game will appeal to. 
Oh, that's a tough one. Um, it is, isn't it? Yeah, right? because I think look, if you look, if you love RPGs, like or JRPGs turn based, and you love Metroidvanias, it's an easy, it's an easy win there, right? But that yeah. is that's a specific cross section. Um, I don't think everyone that loves Pokemon is going to love this game, but people that are wanting don't feel challenged by the Pokemon games or feel that they don't do enough with the battle systems and they kind of want a bit more, maybe give this a shot um, because this has that element of, oh, I'm collecting these monsters and I can name them what I want and I can feed them to buff them up and I can evolve them, you know, and things like that. It's not as expensive in that regard as Pokemon, so I don't think there's like hundreds and stuff. But um, the... But then, yeah, you want a bit more, then maybe maybe you'll like this as well. Um, for someone like me, that Super Metroid is one of my favorite games, and obviously I'm a huge fan of RPGs, it hit the sweet spot for me. So I, it's who it's for me, it's for someone like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think that's why it's interesting, because I'm not the biggest Pokemon fan. Not against it. And I would actually be really keen to play the next mainline Pokemon game. Um, Cause I just feel like hopefully they'll go a little bit harder in that game rather than what they did with sword and shield. Um, like more wild areas, all that kind of stuff. But the one thing I worry about this game is that, you know, unless you are like you're saying like that Venn diagram, you're like right in the middle to be honest. I think it does exclude people a little bit. Like if you're just a Metroidvania fan, I think there's probably a lot of elements of the game that you're a bit like, Oh my God, this is, a bit too deep, all the RPG mechanics and battling mechanics. And then, yeah, if you're a casual Pokemon fan, you just want to go through and collect the monsters, it's a bit too hard, potentially. You know, like, there's all these elements that I feel like puts off people with this game, which is kind of an unfortunate thing, because I, I don't think, personally, this game being hard benefits the game. Like, I enjoy it, but I think overall, I don't think it really benefits the game. So I, I would actually love if they did, like, a 1.1 patch of this game put in a like a more casual mode for this game and then if they were able to tighten up the campaign like i think it would appeal to a lot more people um and and maybe make the drop rates in the easy mode better for people so then you know you're more likely to get monsters that because you know one challenge that you have in this game is you need certain monsters so for instance there's a monster that will be able to you know, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, a more generic one. Like, let like hovering. Like, some of the monsters allow you to, like, hover. Like, and then some hover and then, like, lift up a little bit. And it's not just, like, one will do that. There will be multiple. But I just think, you know, if you're playing through this game and, you know, you're not really hyper aware of this stuff, it's not super obvious, like, the way that it plays it out. And I just think, yeah, there's just, like, a little bit more work in this game that I think would open it up to people rather than how it is where it's kind of like maybe a little bit limiting to some people. But again, you said that you'd give this nine out of 10. I gave it eight out of 10. We both really, really enjoyed the game. I probably think this is a game that I'll keep chipping away at and get, try to get to a hundred percent, collect all 101 monsters that I know of. I don't know if there's more than that, but as far as I understand, there's 101. Um, and, and you're going to play it through twice. Are you going to try to collect all the monsters? Is that part of the achievement? Yeah, that's one of the achievements, yeah. Oh, okay, so we're both probably likely. Well, you're definitely likely to. Well, sorry, yeah, you have to like get, unlock all the map and click the monsters. Oh, okay. and, yeah, essentially 100 yeah. percenting it. So. Yeah, and probably just the last thing to touch on is actually when I was reviewing this, I got because the early access doesn't have everything that this game had. 
So I, I got up to parts of this game where I'm like, oh, I just got to get through this game and I want to see more of it. And I was like trying to Google stuff and it's like, it, there's no one who's spoken about it on the internet. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Like, I feel like I've gone back to the nineties where, you know, you go through guides or something, but it doesn't have where you're up to. And I'm like, oh, I just got to work this out myself. Yeah. A lot, because there's nothing else out yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of the, and yeah, that that's always a unique challenge, especially um, for what I, if I want to play a game at launch, that's not super big title. But the, while, as you said, it's like a lot of this is based on early access info, there is a decent wiki that will probably have yeah. some general answers to what you want, but it might not have everything yet. Yeah, it has a lot of the early game stuff. I think it's really, really rich for the early game, and it's just the later stuff. It starts to get a bit vague because they're probably playing through it as well. So hmm. yeah, it's a really cool game. It's a cool community around it. Really recommend playing it. I think it's well worth picking up. It's about 30 bucks Australian. I think it's on sale right now. Um, so I, I think for that price tag, I don't know about you, do you think that it's worth that? Yeah, I think that's that's definitely worth it. This, other than it being on Game Pass, I also have a feeling this is a game that is like ripe is ripe for epic free game or like it feels like that kind of game that it's you know it's gonna be on all those different uh, services at some point. Yeah, and I I would love to see it highlighted on the Switch. Like one thing I would recommend these guys do at some point, uh, or these people, I should say. They, they should actually put it on like a really deep discount for a short window of time. Because I think this game is just the type of game you just need eyeballs on it and people will look at it. Like, I think the aesthetic is unreal. Like, we haven't even mentioned that. Mm. The, the the animation, and that was probably the main thing that I wanted to highlight in the review, the written review. The animation is so good. It's so fluid. Like, it actually blew me away that this is just two people working on this. It just looks, it looks better than like, 2D games that are built by studios. Hmm. Like, we, we, you know, we just had this conversation earlier around uh, ghouls, and, ghouls, and go- ghouls and Ghosts. Ghosts and Ghosts. Ghosts and Goblins. Ghosts and Goblins, Ghosts and Goblins um, Resurrected. Like, put these guys in charge of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, their animation is so much better than what they've done, in my opinion. Um, I think it would look so much better if they did it in that kind of style. So, fantastic game. Really hope that it gets more attention on it. Um because it is, it was a really good, really, really good game to play, and I think you know it speaks volumes that I'm still playing it, even though I've reviewed it. So yeah, great game. All right, well let's get into uh, the end of the show. I, I just wanted to call out before we end the show that we actually are doing a little fun segment. I forgot to mention it at the top of the show. So next week, I believe that would make most sense because it's the last show before Christmas. We are going to be giving each other so. You know, I'll be giving Swinney and Mike a surprise gift um, as part of Christmas. And we've got to think of a name for this, Swinney. We haven't thought of a name for it yet. Um, And and the key component is games that we know the person doesn't typically play or definitely hasn't played, but typically wouldn't play, but we think they'd enjoy it. So not just a a shit game that we think they'd hate. It's something that it's probably out of their wheelhouse a little bit but they would, we think they would enjoy it. So I've got to avoid RPG, obviously, for you, or just at least have light RPG mechanics. And then for Mike, I don't know, I've been thinking about what to get him. Get him a fighting game. <laughs> <laughs> it literally was actually thinking about that. I was thinking um, uh, Rivals. <laughs> but uh, I thought, no, you know what? He, he's so bitter with that kind of stuff, he wouldn't even play it. And then the, the trick is that it's like a 50 buck Australian budget maximum so that yeah 
you know, one game could be 30, the other game could be 20. So the one tricky thing that we'll have to work through is how we can try to avoid buying games for each other that we already own. So I think that would be the biggest, almost one of the biggest challenges that we have. So uh, tune in next week. Uh, If you want to help out the show, obviously uh, hit us up, positive reviews, five stars, always like and subscribe, comment in the in the YouTube channel. Um, and then, yeah, like join us next week for the, for the last show before Christmas. It would be exciting. Uh, and that's it for this week. Bye-bye. Sayonara.